I don't care if you've been striking first, striking hard, and showing no mercy all night. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times of Pity. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Brothers. I'm coming to you live and direct from the stack. Smoke me out, fam, with that dang shit on my left sketch. Welcome to our dojo of dickness. Oh, I love it. I'm a far right engineer on the ones and twos. Took on threes and post chronos. Our Lord and Savior, Elon Musk, has brought Mars to us. <laughs> Can't believe on the air. Um, in the middle, we got the oldest ninja in the world, old ninja. The sky was all purple. There's people running everywhere. God damn. I tried to run from the destruction. I didn't even care. Uh, last but not least, we got your boy, Blue. Um. Earth to blue, Earth to blue. Oh, sorry, no, I'm on Mars. Oh. I'm on Mars. I want to let you know I'm coming live from Mars. And uh, yeah, everything's cool up here, man. I I, I saw uh, Mr. Martian up here, or Mr. Marvel, and uh, I should be home soon, guys. I should be home soon. God damn. God damn. For for you audio only, uh, blue blue looks like a, a damn astronaut right now. <laughs> you put a Either ball on his like head. <laughs> Man. God damn. Kronos, you usually have some statistics for that ass. I do. I have some stats. Let me bring up real quick. Sorry, I was a little slow on the uptake. Um, so my dog is fat would be our listener of the week. <laughs> that's with, uh, I love that name. That's with P-H-A-T. Um, and first in the chat would be Warrior Fellow. Thank you very much. That's our boy. That is our boy. And he's coming through with Old the... Uh, re- hold on, he's, he's referencing uh, The Boys Season 2. He said there's a, a male Homelander, there's a female Homelander. So oh, yeah. It's funny because... Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. We'll get into it, but I'm pretty sure... Yeah. Well, we'll get into it once we get to that point. Yeah. There we go. All right, I'm back Old on Ninja. there. All my colors. Oh, correct. <laughs> oh yeah, blue blue is back on planet Earth. The mother, he's uh, back from the mother. He's back from the mothership. Old Ninja, we usually uh, turn it over to you to pour out something. Do you have anything for us this week? Yeah, this one kind of came in a little late, uh, at least from you know to the grapevine. But we're gonna pour out some uh, some slits, slits small liquor for uh, Ronald Ronald Bell. Uh, he was singer, songwriter, and saxophonist for the group Cool in the Gang. If you do not know who Cool in the Gang is, you're too young for this podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, cool in the Gang was basically a R&B, hit, a jazz group in the '70s, an R&B group, I guess, in the '80s. They have numerous hits, including "Ladies Night," "Jungle Boogie," "Celebration," "Joanna." The list goes on and on. Um, he passed away at his home in the Virgin Islands. Uh, he was 68. Uh, he had changed his name at one point to... I, I'm pro- I'm going to butcher this because I there's like a lot of consonants and very few vowels in this name. So the first part is Khalees, and I guess the last name is Bayan or Bayan? Sure. Okay. I'm going to go... It's B-A-Y-Y-A-N. But uh, he, he's the older brother of lead singer Robert Bell. Uh, the two of them uh, and their neighborhood friends had made up the band Cool in the Gang. Their career spans 50 years. Um, 
The cause of death is unknown, but he had 10 kids. God damn. Yeah. His dick worked. Yeah, and he lived. I think it's kind of interesting. He lived in the Virgin Islands, but hey, either his still US. Wait, go I'm ahead. Say Fuck it. Either his 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 dick work or his pullout game was weak. Oh, <laughs> both. Damn. Uh, I know, well, I, I mean, no, I mean, if you want to be technical, he did the ultimate pullout. I mean, he out of life. So. Oh shit. Oh. <laughs> damn. Oh, damn. Oh, That's man. a good death joke. I'm just saying. No mercy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No mercy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have to sweep the leg out there, but I love it. Go hard. Go hard. Go fast. <laughs> yeah. Quiet. <laughs> yeah, but no, no they, they had some hits. Cool, cool. Dang, man, that, that's that's a part that's party music from back in the day, yeah. for sure. Uh, that's iconic, mm-hmm. iconic group. Probably, I won't be surprised if they'll be in the Hall of Fame any sometime in the next decade or so. So, oh yeah, they definitely should be. In. Good shit. Yeah, you got that is if they're not already. No, I was the one that came in kind of late, so I was trying to put that all together. But that's what I got. God damn. Okay, y'all. Shit. I mean, should, should we start with local news? Because there, there's been yeah, some local should. news that has been yeah. amazing. We might as well. I mean, uh, I Go think ahead. the rest, rest of the country is talking about it. I mean, basically, we're living in hell. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the whole West Coast, all of, all of California, Oregon, uh, Washington's literally set ablaze. Um, various reasons, heat waves, thunderstorms. People trying to tell what kind of baby they got with explosions burning up all over the place. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Uh, there's been so much smoke and fire that literally, the entire Bay Area sky was orange or blood red, depending on what time of the day you woke up. Yeah. Like Wait, when I woke up, it was like, it was blood moon ish, but you couldn't see the sun. If you could yeah. see the sun, it was like a red dot. It was it was Terrible. so dark in the Bay Area that literally when you I, I I went to the comic shop today at like around noonish, and everybody's lights that had auto lights they were turned on automatically. Yep. Yeah. It was it was that dark <laughs> at noon in the Bay Area. Uh, that's the first time I've ever seen that happen in the Bay. I, yeah, I, I, I've I've experienced this in the Middle East when there's like a sandstorm, but never mm-hmm. here in in America. Shit was insane. Dude, what's so crazy is that like when you went outside like. It was eerily, it was very quiet just because I think a lot of animals thought it was like dark, so they weren't out. Like there was no like birds in the sky. I mean, they, they probably couldn't even fly because it was so fucking smoky. But like, it was really at least here in my backyard, it was really really fucking quiet. I mean, from where I saw, the sky was like red. Like I thought parademons were about to drop down, then dark side was gonna come in, start tearing down shit. I was like, oh shit, we are fucked. Twenty twenty really done fucked. It looked like. Griff made that ultimate sacrifice and gave up that uh, uh that egg for that there apocalypse. You, go. you know, Lord you Griffith, simping again. You up here mm. simping for simps. Just saying. Stop your stop your well, simping. What's also crazy was that like it was literally like some part some parts it was like raining ash. Like my like my car was like covered with ash this morning, so so was my wife. It was like it was crazy. Uh, yeah, so I want to give, I don't know if y'all probably have friends in other states, but I had a friend of mine, they were driving from Oregon, coming back to California, and they're at a point to where they had to be stopped by Highway Patrol, and Highway Patrol had to reroute them, and even with the reroute, they're like, okay, we're going to shut down I-5, 
you guys are the last cars that are coming through. Everyone else had to turn back. Damn. I was like, well, dang. dang. Like, literally, she had missed the cutoff with her family. They would have had to turn back. and Because she was, like, a bit, I think 10 miles from the border. And they are like, you. she would have had to go back towards, like, Portland. Because they would have turned back and stayed with her family. But I know someone else who got stuck behind that cutoff. So now she's still stuck in Oregon and can't come back. Because she lives here in the East Bay. So she's waiting for them to contain the fire. Because the fire jumped I five like around. Um, Can't just drive around. Medford. It's a long way, but yeah. you can drive around. Well, I guess they, <laughs> I guess they stopped people from coming because literally a town got burnt to ash. Like a small town got wiped out, and one, Medford's hospital had to be evacuated. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's, there's, there's more than one way to get to California from Oregon. It's a long way, but I mean, there's more than just yeah. I five. You just gotta go way out of your way. You might end up in fucking Utah. But yeah. <laughs> you can get around. <laughs> I like I like how I like how in the group chat that Stitch called the uh, because if you went outside like it was just orange like everything was fucking orange and Stitch had said that we're living in a fucking Instagram filter that shit was great. <laughs> it really was. That's it. It completely tripped me out because like I, I wake up I, I woke up and I'm like looking around I'm like what is eat right I thought it was just me being like overly sleepy or something. And I'm like, no, what what the fuck is going on outside? And I was just like mind blown. And then I had to go outside to grab some stuff from my car. And uh it you can see like the ash, like the little like I guess particles or particles, I mean yeah. Yeah. like snowflake. It was almost like a snowflake, like a dusting. Like you can kinda of see like pieces of ash that kinda of, like just sort of floating around and I could see it on my uh my car and just like landing on my skin. I was like, This is it was just fucking wild. It was something I've never Never experienced before seeing like real life. You know what's crazy? Is yeah. I have friends who suffer from um I think it's called SIDS. It's a seasonal something disorder basically. SIDS like, is sudden infant death syndrome, depressed. bro. <laughs> <laughs> There's a different SIDS. Gotta be a different one. <laughs> they gotta change that name. <laughs> I don't yeah. get it. I can't even what it's called. You talking about seasonal depression? It's, no, no. It's I think it's it's um seasonal awareness disease or something like something weird but like basically if there's not enough sun they kind of get depressed yeah and like they were posting on facebook that you know they were feeling hella down because of because there's no basically there's no fucking sunlight they need to take vitamin so, like, d they, well yeah they have to take vitamin d but they make like this sun lamp that kind of helps with that but um yeah she was talking about how she was like super down how this whole thing is like really fucking with her head and it was it was really hard to like go outside and see like like at two o'clock it was like it felt like it was seven o'clock at night, basically. Sure did. Yeah. yeah. She had like chlorophyll in her blood or something. <laughs> no. So. <laughs> no. Let's see what it's called. It's actually pretty normal. So like that—that's why if you look at like suicide rates, like they go super high mm -hmm. in like winter. It's because people need sun. It makes us happy. That's why people t have to take vitamin D, because literally when you um, get into the sun, your body automatically creates vitamin D, and it's what makes you yeah. happy. It's like it's a chemical okay. reaction. And so yeah, endorphins. So like the the psychologist thing is called seasonal active active affective disorder. So AKA sad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'm I'm just gonna say this, man. Uh, just to grab the wheel. Fuck everybody who's doing these baby gender <laughs> reveal shits. Holy fucking shit, man! Like it, it seems like, and I don't have the name of the couple or whatever, but. It, it seems like this has happened more than once. Yes, where it has. 
people are doing dumb shit with pyrotechnics, I guess. And, yeah. and that's causing forest fires just because you want to do some elaborate off the hook way of revealing whether your baby is going to have a dick or a fucking puss. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how, wait, how dare you, how dare you assume their gender? <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I get, I get baby showers. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on baby showers, but you can fucking do balloons. You can do a cake. You could, you could do some, some, some kind of, uh, you know, giveaway something. There's a billion different ways that don't involve uh, fireworks oh, or, or pyrotechnics to reveal the fucking gender of a baby. What the fuck? Especially in California, it's... when we're literally in the middle of fire season, shit's on fire already, and you're like, oh, it sounds like a good time to fucking set off some goddamn fireworks, pyrotechnics, because our baby has a certain fucking gender or what it's like it doesn't make any goddamn sense to me why you would set off any sort of flammable things outside right now I, honestly if, if you live in a house i wouldn't even fucking light a goddamn uh <laughs> fireplace like what the what the fuck is wrong with you obviously it's hot as no. shit too this is another thing it's like you're lighting some shit on fire in pirate texas when when you know it's hot as fuck and everything is already covered in ash and shit's already on fire. So it's like, how fucking dumb are you to have to do that? Like, th this, this is why I honestly believe I'm going to be a dick right now. This is why I believe that people need to, they need to be born sterile and apply to get their fucking reproductive rights back. I'm just saying. <laughs> these stupid ass motherfuckers yeah. that don't know that you shouldn't light shit on fire during fucking fire season when shit is already on goddamn fire. What the fuck is wrong with people? There's something flying in my fucking you know what, infinity base right now. I like, I like did a quick Google search on, uh, on like, Fire gender reveal. So show one, I guess, from 2018. Yeah, it's recent. These motherfuckers blew something up in the middle of fucking dry ass goddamn grass. Like was Arizona, right? You asking for? Was it in Arizona? Huh? Was it Arizona? Uh, let me see. I think so. It, uh, yeah, it's in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Stupid motherfuckers. Well, I know with this, with this gender reveal, it didn't come out if it was a boy or a girl, but based off of the black smoke, that the baby's gonna be black. No, it came out as a fire. <laughs> the baby was revealed as a fucking firebender. That's what's gonna happen. Oh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Thank you, Aiden, for that Fuck one. <laughs> Holy shit! All right, so it's hell on earth, but uh, but we here. Um, Hold on, what, 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 what a couple weeks? Okay. First week here. So uh, a, a high school friend of ours, uh, Mark, uh, he posted on Facebook something that was hella funny. He basically says that uh, can someone please go turn off Donald Trump's tanning machine because it's. It's making California all orange, and we don't like it here, or some shit like that. It's funny. <laughs> well, well, it's crazy to me. So, That's awesome. So now when I go to my office, usually before my, you know, my this the infinity base is now my office. So when I get up in the morning, I have to walk outside to come into this building, and it was already like weird in the morning for me. I was like, "What the fuck? Why is it so dark?" It was crazy. I took some pictures too, but then I was thinking, "God damn it! I lost my fucking train of thought." There was like a. Uh, Fuck! I fucking forgot what I was gonna say. This is terrible. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm probably gonna remember her fucking like three minutes from now. Sorry. All right. No worries. You've been drinking. Yeah. Um, Not that much though. I'm just old. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do a U-turn. We'll do a U-turn when you remember. But um, sh there's been a shit ton of fucking good shows. Can we? Which one would you li guys like to start with? Uh, uh, let's start let's, with the one. Let's that, do the boys. Uh, oh, do you want to start with the boys? Yeah, the boys are pretty short. I figured we were going to spend a lot of time on, on Cobra. So, there you go. Okay. Um, I, I think we were all, I guess, anticipating and, and most excited for the boys this weekend. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, love 
season one, I, I know it was a golden eggplant winner. Nominee did it win? It won. Okay. I think it did, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it was great. Uh, Marathon through it, the, the first season and everything, and um, they released the first three episodes. It dropped, uh, I think Blue told us on Thursday uh, when it went live on uh, on Amazon. And uh, it was great. Uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. You get introduced to the new character, Stormfront, um, that has her... Uh, I mean, all these people have are just not good people except Maeve I kind of have I, I kind of feel for Maeve but uh all well, of them kind of have their own well, what's her name the, the other dark uh, side Star, Starlight too. Starlight is okay too yeah, oh, yeah. Starlight yeah Starlight she's not an asshole yeah but I don't really well, consider her fully part of the seven like the original seven because uh, she sort of in noir. season one she kind of no noir yeah you see this badass scene from uh noir uh just going full stealth ninja mode fucking people up and apparently I guess he's uh got some sort of healing factor or immune to like mm-hmm. explosions <laughs> or some crazy shit because uh, this terrorist tried to fuck him up yeah um but it was a really good three episode run um there was some controversy I guess with people on online or twitter that we'll, we'll talk to uh we'll talk about um but I thoroughly enjoyed the first three episodes and uh it sucks that they're doing it every Friday. I wish it was just a marathon release like they did first season, but I, I guess we'll I'll, I'll deal with how they give it to me with the rest of the episodes coming out once every like Friday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cornos, uh, oh, get in here. Just, uh, you, see, you saw this early. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be able to talk about it now. So, yeah, I, I really uh, like the latest season picks up where you know the first season left off and it's been pretty much exactly <clears throat> what you thought it was going to be and maybe a little bit more because there's a new character named Stormfront who kind of throws some shit into the mix because obviously they need to replace that invisible guy what the fuck is Translucent yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah, Translucent yeah. got replaced by Stormfront and she is kind of like a she's a, a sort of a bitch <laughs> in the show mm-hmm. and I, I from what I've read so I'm reading like the the latest comic of the boys this is the latest one I haven't read this one today it's called uh, the boys dear Becky which is like kind of like their season three um, this is uh, number that, four is that the Asian girl on the cover uh, yeah but that's when she was younger so um, uh-huh. so we'll we'll see what that one's about I haven't read that one yet um, but so far like I, I kind of got a glimpse into who Stormfront is supposed to be in uh, in this, and what's kind of weird is that Stormfront in the comics was a was a man, uh, but in this one it's a woman, which is I'm like whatever. But she's going down the same lines as what I think that he was going down, and if it's down the same lines, this season's gonna be fucking crazy. So it's really be, yeah, it's not gonna be what you expected. I think that uh, Homelander is gonna be basically he's gonna sit sit down when he pees at some point in this. He's mm. gonna be totally emasculated. I think that um, in general, the seven and soups in general are going to be end up being like the villains for like a lot of people in the world um, because of how far v- Void goes and how far like a whole other faction is going to go to like really co-opt America and soups in America. So this is it could be really interesting, um, and I, and I kind of like the fact that they kind of made it a woman because it's kind of off-putting. Um, for the role that I think she's going to play. Um, 
yeah, I, I'm like I said, I'm enjoying it. I, I like how you know the boys are kind of like covert at this point, trying to hide from the from the heroes. And I like how um, the Marine guy, I forget his fucking name, how he's trying to get back in with the seven. You know, so it's just oh, like, um, oh, the, the deep, the deep, yeah, the deep is trying to get back in with the seven. It's just like it's it's been good so far. So yeah. Well, so so uh, have you watched like episode? Four and above as well? Uh, not yet. I'm probably going to starting uh, on Sunday. Maybe, maybe tomorrow with uh, with KMAC. I, I'll watch. I'll watch forward. So I'll probably watch the next three by um, the next time we do a podcast. At least the next two. So I want oh, to get ahead of us. Uh, okay. So you're you're current. You're current along with everybody. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I do. If anybody's wondering, I I have early access uh, to like uh, every, uh, anything uh, on Amazon. Uh, yeah, so the three episodes that they drop, like, holy shit, like, I, every time they show Homelander, like, that dude's a fucking villain, like, he is not a fucking superhero, that guy's a fucking villain, like, there's a scene with, so, if you watch last season, we discovered that Homelander has a son, but, like, this guy is so fucked up in the head, I, like, the, the interaction with him and his son, I'm not gonna talk about the root scene, but the, the interaction with him and his son, like, he's forced his son to that's how he is like to everybody he basically uses his powers to push people around and when uh stormfront comes around like she's basically like fuck you i can do i can do what you can do and i'm gonna step on your fucking feet and your toes this whole fucking this whole superhero lifestyle or whatever she's like i'm here to fucking flip the script and it's funny like she talks about like uh, stormfront when she's like doing interviews and stuff like that she's like you know What's the difference between a fucking dick and a, and a vagina? Like, they both do the same fucking thing, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I don't know, she seems fucking cool, but once at the end of episode three, I'm like, damn, she is a fucking bitch. She is just like fucking Homelander. She just doesn't care. She doesn't care about any fucking thing except murdering, basically. But it was kind of cool. We also got introduced, we got introduced to another soup that, that has a crazy fucking powers where he basically can regrow his limbs. And he basically is, uh, like, I guess yeah, they call Gekko. him, like, S&M whore or some shit like that. What was his name? Gekko. Oh, yeah, Gecko. But, like, yeah, he, like, people pay him money to fucking chop off his limbs. Like, I guess some guy paid him, like, like $700 to cut off his arm. But it grows back, and he's like, you know, throw in a couple of the grand, you can cut off my dick. I'm like, what the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, overall, I mean, this season already getting off to a great start, and I can't wait to see what else comes along the way. Well, oh, that gravity dude was hooked, too. So, uh, for me, I was excited to see um, Giancarlo Esposito's character because I was just like, well, how is he going to, now that uh, uh, Spillwell is gone, how is he going to deal with Homelander? Homelander how is he going to keep him in check? And he doesn't seem to back down from him. So I'm like wondering if later on that maybe he has some kind of like either he has powers himself or he has some kind of way to keep the heroes in check. Some kind of like like clicker where he clicks it and then like <clears throat> he bends the knee or something because he doesn't seem yeah, to back down the whole yeah, He backs down at some yeah, point. So he, he does back down at one point. He, yeah. A little bit, but but he still goes toe to toe with them. They all every time they have a scene, they're almost nose to nose, like literal nose to nose. And I'm just like, well, does he have something? Like, if you knew that this dude could laser your face off or literally just slap your head and have your ears explode and have gray matter come out, oh, this dude doesn't <laughs> back down. 
Yeah, he just doesn't he doesn't care. So I'm I'm interested to see what kind of dynamic that is. And the whole company and now the whole world knows that soups are made. So that dynamic I think is going to have a huge impact on the rest of the season, which I want to see how that goes. Wow. I'm like I'm like super excited to see cuz everything's like interesting. The boys are like on the run. Um uh the girl cuz they haven't really I, I mean Kim Kimiko even though they still kind of call her the girl a little bit. She meets her the brother. Um, she still hasn't talked yet, but I'm pretty sure she might talk this season. We'll see. No, uh, I don't think she a... can. I think she's a mute. She can talk. So her, she can talk. Yeah, her brother tells the story that she stopped talking after her parents got killed. Oh. And, uh, when, and like the soups destroyed their village, their village and the neighboring villages. So yeah. she's like stopped talking and they made up their own language. For her to communicate so okay. i'm interested to see how things work out there's been some crazy ass scenes i still don't understand why butcher still wants his wife back it it what I, I yeah unless i'm missing something i miss if i'm missing something i feel like she did what she did because she wanted to not because she was forced to and because she got ah. pregnant because of it now she's kind of under the thumb did i miss something uh it, there's still a lot of stuff, I guess, that needs to be revealed on that part. I mean, she's obviously got a lot of love for Butcher because she had that secret like drawer underneath her dresser and everything. She did. So I think there's there there was some sort of like fucked up position that I assume that she had to be put in, uh, whether it was she was blackmailed or something crazy where she had to pretty much raise Homelander's son or I, I don't know had to be a, a surrogate for his uh, or. Well, she's like, she's under surveillance too. Like when when she went to that one compound, like that dude was watching her basically her whole fucking house and knew her whole goddamn schedule. So I think whoever she, I think whoever creates the D, they know about the kid and like they're basically keeping her on the fucking thumb. Oh, she got paid they, for sure. But I'm saying like, did she cheat willingly or did they pay her to hook up with Homelander just to see if he can have a kid? It, it could have also been one of those crazy things, kind of like how Maeve is, had to sort of like distance the people she cared about because she knew that, I guess, Homelander would have fucked shit up. Oh, yeah. But, um, so, so maybe there's some sort of deal where it's just like she's got to pretend like she, she didn't care about him, she doesn't love him or whatever, because then that might trigger uh, Homelander to just go scorch Earth and, uh, and try to just wipe him out. So she, maybe she was just... I don't know, try to distance herself from him to protect him. I don't, I don't know. Well, I think one thing is that she she made a bargain with Homelander to allow him to see her son, their son, because um, Homelander didn't kill the butcher. Like, he just dropped him off at, like, some fucking Applebee's or some shit. <laughs> even though, even though he's, he's, like, wanted for fucking murder, like, Homelander didn't kill him. I, I'm assuming that he they made some kind of arrangement for Homelander to leave, leave him alone or something like that. At least that's the impression I got. But then also that um that slick haired black dude, I can't give his name. But uh A Train. Like I like how Homelander yeah, I like not A Train, another guy, the the guy who's the head of the, uh, the pharmacy or whatever. Yeah, it's Jim Carlos. Yeah. I think he like this guy is two fucking moves ahead of her because he know he knew what Homelander fucking did. Like he knew that they went over to yeah. what's the name area and dropped off the beach to try to make these super terrorists or super villains <laughs> that they want to be fucking called. But like, like he knows what the fuck is going on. He knows how I'm learning out there doing like fucking thug shit or fucking crazy ass shit. And he's like- Doing dumb shit. Basically, hold that shit above him, yeah. yeah. 
He's he's playing chess. He's got he's got some cards that he's, he's not revealing. But uh, I, he's he's such a good actor. I mean, Giancarlo Esposito. Mm -hmm. he's, he's amazing. Like I I never really watched Breaking Bad, so I didn't get the full appreciation of him during that character. But he he just he's great on camera. He just has this, this great like presence on camera, and you just know he's he's not like a big strong dude, but he's so fucking intimidating with just like how he his actions. Well, what's yeah. what's crazy yeah. is like in real life he's like very magnanimous. So he's like, mm -hmm. like he's he was like when I saw him anyway he was like always on when I was at the red carpet for the boys he was there and I was just mm -hmm. like why is he here he's not in the show obviously he's at the end of the show and he's in the show now but um, seeing him in real life like do his thing and like you know when the cameras weren't really rolling just like the way that he presented himself was like really interesting so yeah, it seems like a really cool ass dude so it's not just like he does. It's not just like his his acting. It's like I think like his whole personality is sort of like inked into like a lot of his roles. Well, mm. that, and we're that gonna show see where there's a EMT bomb that went off that took out all the power and he became like the oh revolution the yeah revolution yeah, that's a good show that's a good show yeah. What's going on? Yeah, he was hard. Hmm. Well, uh, I I'm still uh, unfortunately I didn't get a chance to actually see it quite yet, um, but I definitely will catch up very soon. I was just going to say, though, for Giancarlo, I thought he was obviously awesome in Mandalorian, and then he's coming up in, in Far Cry oh, yep. 6. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. He's in both of those. That's correct. Dude, oh, one quick thing. Um, for Stormbreaker, or is it not? What's her name? Stormfront. 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 Since uh, Carlos was talking about how, like, in the comic book, like, it's a guy, like, I'm wondering if they're going to make that character trans. No, like that might be like no. a plot twist toward the end. No. Like, oh, you know, he's actually trans. No, the, you the, never know, man. The route that they're going to take with this character, if it's like comic sort of correct, besides the gender, obviously, you're not going to see coming. Yeah. And then shit's going to get all fucked up. So, so I heard. What was the, what was the controversy? That, yeah, the, controversy. The, oh, well, the, the Go ahead. The people were uh, upset on on Twitter. Uh, I saw some some of Black Twitter getting mad because uh, you see Stormfront's uh, racist uh, bigot side come out into, uh, when she's fighting the um, Kamiko's brother and everything. Well, I mean, there, there's hints before that she refers to like him as like a what, yellow man or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So if Black Twitter was bad about that, then I'm okay. That's good. But if they were mad about him, just her just tearing through like a ghetto, I'm like no, because yeah, this no, is they were just mad about that. People were saying that it was that there should have been some sort of like warning before the episode. Oh, because boy. of everything that's going on in the world and blah blah blah, now all of a sudden we're just watching black people there is being a warning, just killed though. indiscriminately. I, I, you're preaching to the choir here. Yeah. This is a this is a fucking crazy ass evil dark superhero show where these people are. We saw we saw them purposely crash a fucking plane or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a a fucking and that's like a big sort of taboo thing in terms of like we since nine eleven. It's kind of radioactive to talk about planes crashing the buildings with people on them or whatever i mean tomorrow or two days from now is 9 11 so we're everyone's still hypersensitive about that I, I and there was no people i can take it out about i can take it in uh, further stitch wars black twitter at when his black girl when huey's black girlfriend got ran through by fucking a train they didn't say shit you preaching to the choir again <laughs> I mean, this is just I'm seeing people just be like, oh, this is, 
they should have warned us about this. And I, I think, and I, I, people should feel some sort of way about pe black people just being killed indiscriminately well, by, by racist. Can I? I haven't seen it. So, 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 ask, let me let me ask you a quick question. Is she doing it to like exterminate black and brown people on purpose, or is she just a killer and doesn't give a fuck? She's a killer and doesn't give a fuck. Like these people are in her way, and everyone that's in her way, and anyone that witnesses. Uh, hold on, no, 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 no. So I'll, this is no. okay. So when she goes through and has like collateral damage issues, it's in a ghetto with a bunch of black people, a whole bunch of collateral damage done. All right, so the collateral okay. damage that was done, she didn't say, you know, fuck you N-words at all. She was just, like, doing her thing. But when the aging guy died, when she killed him, she specifically called him a yellow something right before Damn. he died. And it's like, okay, that's obviously crazy racist, and people are mad about it. But it's like, listen, I already know she's supposed to be basically a villain, and it's she's doing villain shit. The fact that you don't yeah, like her yeah. doing that is the fucking entire point. It's like uh, <laughs> when people watch wrestling and they get mad about the heel. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to get yeah, mad yeah. about the heel. You know, it's like nobody got mad at fucking Hans Gruber, you know, back back <laughs> in fucking Die Hard, you know, because he was doing villain shit. That's what you expect mm -hmm. from a villain. I think the people that don't see her as a villain or don't really understand the show, they're simple-minded, stupid-ass people that, you know... Go ahead, go ahead. The, the um, because the brother gets like sort of tossed through this like ghetto project building and everything. And so she sort of flies up or jumps up into the, the building to sort of continue the battle. And I guess the, where she jumps into the, the apartment she jumps into, there's like a father and a daughter, a uh, black father, black daughter or whatever. And I guess that's where the, sort of there's like a, maybe like a mini chase scene. And she, you kind of get the at least I got the hint where she kind of went out of her way to just be like, all right, that's a witness. I need to kill mm -hmm. him. And th there wasn't really a reason to kill him because it's like there's these two superheroes doing battle and she could have just fucking went on chasing. But she's like, she stopped and got pleasure and be like, oh, OK, I'll fuck you up. And then like <laughs> the, the daughter comes out or whatever. You don't see the daughter get killed on camera. But she's just like, she, you see her starting to take joy in like, just like kind of raging out and just fucking up people. Now she doesn't say like, uh, whatever, fucking Negroes or whatever. But you can tell through all these like sort of context clues that she's like, like enjoying it. And I think that she was enjoying killing the black people. Well, I won't, for, I won't say, I won't go as far as saying that she enjoyed killing black people even though i know that this is likely where it's going to go but she definitely mm -hmm. enjoyed killing the asian dude because she said it through her oh, words yeah. in the way that she basically tortured him before his death so yeah i'll leave it at that and like that whole stream of thought is going to get it's going to become yeah. become way more prevalent in the subsequent episodes that that's so, what i expect on on that note, kind of, I heard that she, her character or his character, the original, the comic based character, is based off of a um, a white supremacist website, uh, and that's what the creators named the character. It's basically a Nazi. So I'll just I'll leave yeah. it at that. Like okay. the character is supposed <laughs> to be a fucking Nazi. So, and I don't want to fuck up the potentially the entire season for everybody else. I haven't, I haven't watched the rest, of, even though I I can, but I haven't watched the rest of the season yet. But from what I've read in the comics, like 
basically a season after this one. Stormfront is supposed to be some fucking crazy ass Nazi person that fucks up a lot of shit and is gonna put potentially Homelander to shame. Like you might think Homelander's a fucking hero after shit that happens with her. So I'll leave it at uh, that. That's all bad. Damn. I can't wait. I can't wait. I gotta get caught up on this shit. So yeah. I, I, I believe it's like a ten or twelve episode season. Right? I think it's eight Hopefully. actually. Hey, okay. Oh, Damn, I, I, I can tell you right shit. now to be sure. Hold on, give me give me like a couple seconds to catch up. But yeah, yeah we only sure that... three. Huey, Huey's annoying me, but I'll see if <laughs> that changes. Huey's I being a little like... fucking dumb dumbass. I feel like Huey's got like PTS, so he's not sure what to do. Cause, but then he wants to lead. But he's still like kind of shook, and everybody was like, "Well, we need Butcher." He's like, "We don't need fucking Butcher. Butcher's the old way. I'm the new way." But what are we gonna do? And then he's just like, "Uh, I don't know." It's like, "Well, what are you doing, bro?" Got that super wop and was like, "Hey, I need to get more of that." Yeah. Kronos, you were saying how many episodes? I think. Oh, I'm still getting there. Hold on, give me a second. I gotta look up the like the official thing. So where when's the next episode drops on Friday? Is that right? I thought I heard Fridays is drop. And it's one per week from now on. <clears throat> yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm, yeah. That's kind of aspect of it. I mean, it is what it is, but it's not like we're not gonna watch it. Oh, we, we're all definitely gonna watch it. Yeah, they they just had a chance to monopolize this weekend, and I thought they they missed a chance. Stitch, why, why did you think they missed the? T- or like, I think it's a good segue. Let's, let's get into why you think so. Because uh, fucking Miyagi Do and Cobra Kai, their fucking battle in Southern California is taking over Netflix and taking over the fucking country. Goddamn Cobra Kai, so good. Um, I think Blue said he, Blue mentioned it. I think last week on the podcast that he might have watched like an episode or something like that, or he was going really? to watch. And yeah, um, um, I, I was gonna watch it, but like when it originally got so this show originally dropped on YouTube fucking two years ago, and everybody kept saying how good it was, but like it was behind a paywall. I didn't have a YouTube subscription to watch it, but I think the first episode was free. And I started to watch it, but I never got around to like finishing it. And it was great from the get go. I just fucking never got around to doing it. But it, yeah, it was on so YouTube think, Red. Yeah, yeah last yeah, week YouTube I was Red. watching it. Yeah, I was watching it last week, and then I finished it over the weekend. Yeah. So on. Yeah, so real, real quick before you talk oh. about that. So yeah, the, the boy season two is eight episodes, but so was the last season. So it's not really a surprise. Eight. Okay. Yeah, it's eight. Okay. Cobra fucking Kai. Let me just say this. Yeah. Johnny Sensei Johnny Lawrence. The biggest redemptive arc I have seen in a long yeah. time. We all know him from, what was that, 84? Was that the first Karate Kid movie? Oh, yeah. Something like it. 84, 82, whatever it was. Uh, he was he was awesome, but he was this punk-ass karate dude who was beaten up and bullying fucking Daniel-san. And so he was the only kid... Well, so how, here's the thing. We thought that in the 80s. Now, we're like, this dude is fucking, he's the hero. He's awesome. You're rooting for him. Uh, the okay. greatest thing about him is he's calling these punk ass millennials, not even millennials, what, what's the younger generation below millennials? 
Uh, oh, no idea. Seedlings? Seedlings? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Generation seedlings. Whatever the fuck. He's calling these motherfuckers pussies to their fucking face. And you love him for it. It's just so great. Oh, it works on so many levels. How how he's traditional 80s bully still in 2020. And it's just, it's just fucking fun. Well, anyway, let's, not, let's, not, let's not do revisionist history. He definitely did bully Daniel. Yeah, he was that, yeah that's, what I, that's what I just said. Yeah, yeah it was hundred percent. But I, what happened? <laughs> after, what happened after the fact? You know, with the whole legal kick thing, that was legit too. You know, and <laughs> I feel bad about him still driving around with some fucking bullshit ass Firebird. I'm only two episodes in. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in for this show. I'm, I'm going to finish it, and so is K Mac. I mean, she liked it too. Nice. Um, yeah, it, it's not. been a really it, then it... go ahead. No, just say like I don't probably said this in a chat, but like the nostalgia of a fucking show is like on a whole different fucking level. It's like way more nostalgic than fucking Stranger Things was. Yeah, well, it, what's funny yeah. to me is like you know I'm a martial artist, and it's like it's funny to me to see like all these like him trying to open up his own dojo, getting students and shit like that, and like trying to stay ahead of like health codes and shit. It's hilarious to me, um, and him just remembering how to like actually fight. You know, because, like, there's a part, and, like, uh, most people probably don't even recognize this, but when he first got into a fight in the first episode, and he kicked somebody, and he started grabbing, like, his crotch, I'm like, oh, he just fucking pulled his groin, because he's fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, the guy's in, his, he's in, like, his 40s or 50s. It's like, yeah, you throw a kick, you haven't thrown in fucking just... 20, 30 fucking years, you're gonna, you know, injure some shit on yourself, you know? Um, he's I, like 55, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, that's totally normal. So... Like, if you don't do martial arts, and you don't practice it, like, all the time like your body is not you your body might remember like the way it's supposed to move but it's <laughs> you know you're just you, you walk in a thin line and he hasn't been doing shit since the fucking tournament yeah. in 84 <laughs> yeah so he's just he's been going down to the liquor store getting his Coors banquet beer yeah. and then mm -hmm. passing out in his in his apartment with his, his bag ramen of chips. noodle yeah, no, it's not even the, that's not even the best part. The best part was not the fucking Coors Banquet beer. The best part was him drinking RC Cola and then dumping in either vodka or fucking rum into the fucking can. The motherfucker was so savage he didn't get a goddamn cup. He topped it, put it in the fucking can. I was like, bro, get a fucking cup. <laughs> No. Yeah, that was insane to me. Like, bro, get a cup. It's such a he's such a fucking throwback though. Like I, I love how they lean in on that shit of him just being stuck in the eighties and that's gonna be a pervasive oh, theme throughout both of the fun oh. seasons. But you still fucking root for him. Like yeah. he, he, he literally is the hero and you see way more backstory and things for him, his perspective, including his family background and upbringing, which we didn't give a shit about in the first Karate Kid movies because all we cared about was Daniel and uh, Mr. Miyagi for the most part. That's what, it's just fucking cool. Yeah, it's really good. Dude, it's so crazy. It's so crazy how far, like how stuck in the 80s he was because like he's still driving the same fucking Trans Am from the, like, the, the paint on the car is fucking faded and goddamn pilling. Like, that's how old this I think it's, car is. I'm pretty sure it's a Firebird. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is but, how... What's also oh, great is that, like, you know, he's not he's not in touch with fucking technology. Like, he, like, when the kid, like, cell phone go off, he's like, what the fuck is that? Like, he doesn't understand, like, <laughs> fucking cell phone or how the fucking internet works. He doesn't mm -hmm. understand how, like, you know, uh, God, what was it, like... I, there's something he did. I was like, "Fuck! How do you not know how that shit works? Like, come on, dude, you gotta give this fucking guy." Shit. 
What go got ahead. me was that um, he's in his apartment, and I wasn't sure about the time. I'm like, is this current day? Because in his apartment, he has this little like 12 inch TV CRT. with current style. Yeah, he has this <laughs> old CRT with turn fucking dial fucking channels. Yep. And then, like, literally about a minute and a half later, he's installing 55-inch flat-screen TVs. And I'm just like, why is he not having one of these in the apartment? He has his little-ass fucking colored TV that he's sitting there at night in his chair watching with his cores. It's called like, being this, poor. This Iron Eagle. He, yeah, it's called being poor. He chose, yeah, watching Iron <laughs> Eagle. But he, like, he could upgrade. No, he, he cannot he upgrade. Listen, if, 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 if you're driving a fucking 1985 goddamn Firebird... Around <laughs> drinking Coors Banquet beer and uh, and adding in alcohol into an RC Jameson Cola did. with no fucking cup, you cannot afford a goddamn flat screen TV. He's on CRT level. <laughs> That's where he's gonna stay for a little bit until he makes some money. So it makes total yeah, sense like, to me. Yeah, like, well, well, let me go yeah. back because we didn't even describe the whole what the, the premise of the show. We just started going getting distracted by Sensei Lawrence <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Quite but, uh, we. We fast forward to right. Johnny, uh, Johnny waking up uh, in whatever 2020, and uh, his life has gone to shit since he got crane kicked uh, before, in the before tournament. You, before you before you continue, the way he like is laying on the ground, he looks like fucking Yamcha when, when Yamcha <laughs> got fucking destroyed by the Saiyans when he's like slaying the fucking crater. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, go uh, ahead. so we, we we come to his life and pretty much. He's he's become this handyman. That's what he does for a living now. He goes and just does does favors on uh, installing cleaning gutters, uh, installing TVs, yard work, all kinds of stuff in uh, Southern California. In uh, I forget the actual city, but it's uh, he lives in in Encino. In Encino. He, he lives in Encino. Well, no, that, that's the city he goes into. But, but he does this in yeah. Encino. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to all these like rich areas and stuff like that. And meanwhile. His life has gone to shit since the crane kick. And you have Danny LaRusso, who has become this crazy successful luxury car dealer <laughs> in Southern California. So while his life has gone to shit, he's constantly reminded about how successful he is. He walked into a, a telegraph crane kick uh, in 1984, and he's always constantly reminded of that and everything. So he. As, as the story progresses, you see how their lives sort of inter, interwine and stuff like that. There's incidents that are happening where he has to sort of go into his dealership. And there's, a, there's constant face-to-face -face meetings that he's trying to avoid with LaRusso. And it's a constant reminder of his failure and everything. But he opens up a karate dojo he, in his city apartment complex he kind of gets this mentorship with this this neighbor kid who he originally thinks is, is annoying but he helps him out when well, he, he's hold on. At, he was crazy racist about that friend. hold on he was like racist about that shit he was like oh, yeah, no, oh more yeah. immigrants well, moving yeah, in well, yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> i was just uh, like damn bro no for real you said he's a great dude yeah 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 mm -hmm. even he's racist to the, the to the clerk at the at the freaking uh yep Oh yeah, trying to get his trying to get his pizza. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on, he was racist, but the, the guy didn't put a fucking glove on for real, like, and he yeah. had fucking uh, <laughs> band aids that are bleeding and shit. Like, that's not yeah. racist. That's some somebody being yeah. fucking. Un I would not uh, listen if I went to a fucking pizza parlor and somebody stuck their hands that had 
two band-aids on it that were seeping blood and then pulled out a fucking piece of pizza and hand, tried to hand it to me without a fucking plate or anything at all? You can go fuck yourself. I'm not taking that shit. Yeah. But you know, you know how it is. So, this is not a pizza parlor. This is a quickie mart. <laughs> yeah, that's the cue. So as, so as the story develops, uh, he mentors the kid, uh, Miguel, uh, gets him into karate, uh, opens up the, the Cobra Kai dojo and everything, and he kind of wants to Cobra make... Kai. Yeah, bring back Cobra Kai, but he wants to sort of do it with honor because you find out how Cobra Kai fucked him up and uh, how um, uh, Sensei K- uh, Chris or Kreese or whatever sort of fucked his up, fucked him up mentally and everything. So he, he opens up the dojo and everything, and you find out as the story progresses, him getting in these students in, there's this relationship that happens between uh, Danny Lawrence's son, uh, uh, Danny LaRusso, LaRusso's daughter, uh, Miguel. So it's yeah. you got sort of like a Saved by the Bell, Degrassi, an entanglement. Uh, karate kid <laughs> yep. thing, all mixed together with, with so many good, funny 80s references. It's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. It's it's so fucking good. I was yeah, not it's... expecting it to, to steal this week in a way. And that's why it sucks that The Boys was only three episodes because I this this thing's took all the shine from The Boys coming out this weekend. I mean, it's it, oh, last yeah. I saw it, number one, people are just talking about it and loving it. And like, I, I don't know who the actor is that plays Sensei Lawrence. I don't uh, remember uh, seeing uh, William, him much. His name's William Zapska, and he shows up. It's funny because if you watch How You How I Met Your Mother, he yeah. shows up. He shows up on the show, and he he plays himself, but then he reenacts shit from um, uh, Karate Kid because one of the guys on the yeah. show is a huge fan. Yeah, so Neil Patrick's good, good character is into uh, is into Karate Kid, and he he's the one that like it was, it was the first I ever heard about how uh, Lawrence was Rob because of the illegal crane kick was in How I Met Your Mother because Rob Neil Patrick Harrison's character Barney Stinson was the one that said that he was robbed and that the, the kick was illegal. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's good. It's great. And I will say that I know you haven't gotten deep into it, Kronos, but they show some stuff that makes Danny look fucked up and everything yeah. when you see I'm just like, yeah, I do remember that. And yeah, maybe that wasn't really provoked. It's so, it is, well, so it is interesting. Yet, obviously, I, yeah. Danny did some, I mean, Lawrence did some fucked up shit and everything. But yeah, there are kind of two sides to the story. And, and when you see some of the, the flashbacks, you're like, oh, yeah, that is kind of how it did play out chronologically or whatever. So it is kind of interesting. No, yeah, I, I think I mean, it's really cool. Go ahead. I was gonna say when you t- when someone's telling the story, they're obviously either gonna try to be the hero or the victim. And so when Johnny's telling his story, he's the one who pretty much paints himself as the vi- as the as the victim. But there is a little bit of truth in there. But he does do some spinning. But however, as you watch the show, you kind of see how when as they got older, things kind of flip a little bit, especially as they get more involved in each other's lives. So. It's a very interesting dynamic. No, I mean, there, there's two. You know, there's actually three sides to every story. There's, you know, their side, your side, and the truth. Um, so I guess we'll see going forward. But yeah, I already see like the the underpinnings of, you know, Danny's kind of dickishness, especially when they when they first saw each other and he was kind of like a dick and, like, he wasn't <laughs> trying to be a dick, but he was, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of you know the other side of of Daniel San and seeing what that's all about. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think it's really cool that they, they've they've taken a whole different approach to a movie that we loved as kids and shown like, hey, the person that you thought was a villain maybe wasn't a villain, even though he did some villain shit yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after yeah. the fact, you know, it's, it could be totally different. So the one thing. I was just gonna say. Go ahead. No, no. I, was gonna say, I, I really, I really enjoy the. <laughs> now we're stepping on each other. I, re- I was gonna say I really enjoy the writing with this too because mm-hmm. there's a lot of growth for the teens, and obviously I wasn't mm-hmm. familiar with any of these young actors. Um, I don't know if it's a Saved by the Bell situation where you have 30 year olds playing teens or not, but um, they they do seem to have a lot of fucking growth, and you and you see that on purpose. And I love how they play on the fact of, or, or the whole concept of bully versus victim, and then possibly obtaining some of that like asshole jerk behavior and not being able to control it after being victimized. Mm-hmm. And how that yeah. manifests later on in the show, both for the teens and <clears throat> for the adults. I think that that dynamic for, for both seasons is just fucking fantastic because there's so much fucking truth to someone who is victimized, uh, sometimes being fucked fucked up to other people who have nothing to do with it later on in life. Yeah, uh, for me, like the growth of Johnny is actually very, I think is very powerful because he he learns a lot from the kids. Like uh-huh. he's stuck in his ways, but when he meets the kids, the kids kind of show him there could be another way, but then he shows them this the way that I do it and it kind of meshes, but they both kind of rub off on each other. So they yeah. both take away something. And for a minute, like, I didn't think I was going to give a shit about the kids. Like, I didn't think the kids were going to be important. I didn't think that I was going to give a shit. But it was weird because I got sucked in and I cared about the dynamic between the high school shit versus what the parents were doing. And I was like, holy shit, I actually give a shit about what happens now. And I was just super sucked in. Like, I do got to say, like, the respect that the show pays to Pat Morita is the best I've ever seen any show give to a, a deceased um character in a franchise like they give so much respect to him they i mean yes it's based, miyagi-do is based on his legacy and every time they look for wisdom that he had it's literally a clip from the previous movies and like yeah. it's they do such a great fucking job honoring thing, that that person one thing ahead, i think they do really well is that um so we know these we know daniel son and fucking uh johnny like they fucking hate each other but there's I love how they there's moments where when they put their shit to the side and you know they have a drink or fucking beers get involved. <laughs> they are so fucking similar. Like they both yeah. grew up without dads. You know they were picked on and stuff like that. And they tried. They looked. They had a different father father figure. Like Johnny yeah. had the sensei uh, priest of the the dojo that pretty much. Or he had them and his fucking stepfather who was a fucking asshole. Where Dan mm-hmm. uh, Daniel's son had fucking uh, Miyagi that helped raise them. Or he looked at him more as a father figure. So they both were young boys who were definitely looking for a father figure, and they just end up with different role models. But when they like hung out together, they realized they have so much fucking shit in common. Well, actually, so, you know, Johnny but... had three because he had his stepdad and he had Crease. Yeah. Or and so, then he had his. So you know what was interesting to me though? 
they they focus way more on flashbacks from obviously Karate Kid One, the very first one that started this. If memory serves, wasn't Karate Kid Two the one where they went to Okinawa? And yes, had yeah, I don't remember Japanese. Yes, like, yes. I remember that's really that's liking. Well, I remember really like liking two a lot, but I I can't. I, I maybe they're going to address this in season three or four. Is that main bad guy from two? Is he still alive as an actor? Oh, so uh, there's rumors that he's. So if you've seen the quote unquote trailer for the third one, because it's not a real trailer, it's like a it's like a a compilation of the two seasons and the very last 10 seconds of it is like new footage of where someone from Miyagi's past is fighting Daniel in the dojo and he has size and he throows a sigh into the thing and he says are are you sure you know everything there is to know about Miyagi and so so people were saying that the bad guy from part two is showing up in season three also the huge rumor the huge rumor is does Ali come back? So oh, that's a given. Not, uh, you would hope so, but we have we haven't gotten anything official. But it highly it is highly susceptible that she's coming back. I didn't know Ali we'll was see. is the same girl from uh, from Back to the Future movie. The boys. Oh yeah. Oh, she's yeah. also in the boys. Yeah. Well, oh, she yeah, was in the boys. Yeah. It still looks great. Yeah. The the last thing I'll say about this is. I think, and I don't know how to how we categorize it, but this is probably the best sort of like revision into an old franchise that I've seen. Like, yeah, I, I think this is way better than Fuller House. I think this is way better than um, Boy Meets Girl. Uh, and I'm trying Boy to think Meets of some other one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget how they, they played the words on it, but uh, this is just done really well. I mean, obviously, there's no like laugh track, which I have a personal annoyance with. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, I, I love it. Well, I think it's just done. Well, it's what, done differently, what, what, like that. We, most people were yeah. not expecting, you know, having the former villain be potentially vindicated is mm-hmm. uh, is, is pretty amazing. Like nobody's done something like this mm-hmm. before in American, you know, TV at all. And I think it's that it's awesome, and it's it is baffling to me that YouTube fucked themselves up because you couldn't watch this show unless you had YouTube. Red. Premium red. Or red, yeah, and like, who the fuck was yeah. buying that? Nobody was, you know. Like mm-hmm. most people, they'll they'll sit through the ads and it's fine, but putting it behind a paywall was ridiculous. And don't get me wrong, I mean, being on Netflix is a paywall as well, but sure. um, we already know you're getting extra content. When I'm watching YouTube, I'm not looking for extra content. I'm looking for like shit that I'm watching for basically free with ads. And so I think this is YouTube. They just dropped the ball. They don't know what the fuck they were doing with this show. Um, well, how does yeah. the how does the money work then in this situation? Because I guess what because YouTube had I guess technically the rights to it, and then what Netflix came and bought it from you from YouTube. So, no, I think no, it was made by Sony, Sony wasn't it? Sony yeah, it was Sony. It. Yeah, yeah, Sony owns it. I think Netflix is the distributor of it now. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure they get a piece of that. Yeah, so Sony originally what purchased it, purchased the rights, and then what had like a I guess a lease no, on it. No, no, Sony didn't purchase. Per- Sony, Sony made, made the show. And sold it okay. to YouTube for the first sold season. Sold it to YouTube. Yes. And so the problem was is that so YouTube when they were trying to push YouTube Red hard, they had a whole bunch of shows on there. Most of them weren't good, um, but obviously this show was. And putting a show behind a paywall that would should traditionally have been free was a huge problem. And I think that going to Netflix was the, the made a lot of sense. And we're, and we're seeing it now because 
I mean, folks play for pay for Netflix with no issue because you know you pay for it. There's no commercials. You don't expect it. You can binge watch it. Um, so yeah, I mean that's YouTube just they just fucked up with the show. Do you think do you think Sony went to Netflix originally off the bat and Netflix wasn't interested then? Like well, originally? They, well, they probably went around to multiple uh, sources and like, they, hey, you want this? You want this? You want this? And YouTube was like, yeah, we'll take it. Um, uh, but okay. it wasn't they might have funded the most money for it too. So I will say this: there is an it's a twenty minute interview. It's with William Zapka and on Collider, and he explains what happened in the move to Netflix. He talks about how Netflix was the first place they went to and they got rejected. And, oh, wow. and they shopped it around and then it ended up on YouTube. Yeah. And then how things worked out. Uh, he talks about the transition from YouTube to Netflix because uh, he's a producer on the show. So mm-hmm. if you if you look at the credits in the very beginning, there's three names that popped out to me. William Zaka, who, who's Johnny Lawrence, um uh ralph macchio who's mm-hmm. daniel's son and then will smith is also pretty yeah yeah i did say that you know, you know so, so I, like, hold on i, I, I will tell you what, you... what does it mean i mean you're gonna get what? fucking jay smith on this goddamn shit <laughs> <laughs> you know you know it's weird to me i'll tell you what fucked me up with the entire show the fact that uh ralph macchio's you know daniel son he still had a fucking Jersey accent. I'm like, motherfucker, you've been living in California for how long? Are you fucking for real right now? Can you please stop uh, it? Put that shit down. Stop with the Jersey accent. Shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. I, uh, yeah. I don't know. Jersey accents go go thick. Like, yeah. Well, it's, it's not as bad as Boston, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, they're they're, they're a, a step below like New York accents and everything. I mean, you you pull somebody from Queens, they're gonna be Queens for life. You can put them in Hawaii, Alaska, wherever they. They're gonna be asking for bagels and and and, and, us, and all kinds of stuff. You know, can I, I want uh, my locks. We haven't touched on this yet, but um, my locks. One thing I, my locks. Yeah, <laughs> I know you get it. One thing, one thing I have to say about the oh, show is that like the actual fight scenes are fucking decent. Like they're way better than Luke Cage. Luke Cage fight scenes were fucking. They were. You mean Iron Fist? Iron Fist, yeah, Iron Fist. Yeah, these fight scenes are like the kids doing their their doing their kicks and stuff like that. Like that shit's like fun. It's, it's almost like it's almost like being kids watching Power Rangers for the first time. Like, oh shit! Like, yeah. wow, they did that fucking movie. Yeah, like, okay. Holy shit. So that, that's kind of that nostalgia factor of the whole karate scene. Let me tell you a, a bit that I have about the show. Okay, because this is like I'm two episodes in. I watch episode. I watch a bunch of more episodes before the next podcast. But when I'm watching like the first two, and the uh, was he uh, uh, El Salvadorian kid? Who's the kid? That yeah. Miguel. Miguel. Salvadorian, Miguel. right? Miguel. I almost said Mexican. I got you. He's El, El Salvadorian. You, you, you're trying to be racist like Sensei Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so when, like, he's he's sitting there, and he's telling him to just, like, punch this fucking thing, you know, the, the dummy guy, and he doesn't actually tell him how to punch. I'm like, bro, can you yeah. tell him how to punch? Like, how the fuck do you expect him to know how to punch if you don't tell him how to punch? Just, like, just keep punching it. Just keep punching. Listen. You can keep punching it, and you can still keep punching it wrong. It's like you expecting a fucking 18-year-old, you know, kid to know how to fuck right away. It's like, no. Like, yeah, somebody's yeah. got to teach the kid how to fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like you're, you're going to that's find what, so many so, funny gems as it, as, it, as it progresses with how yeah, much of a caveman this fucking dude is. Especially when he, try, when he comes to him, like, giving, like, real-life advice. 
like on how to pick up girls and mm -hmm. how to date and how to dress a chick. You yeah. see how much of a cape. He literally Holy woke shit. up in night from 1984 and the chapter <laughs> was so fucking hilarious. It's perfect. <laughs> it is oh, one of the best when he when he when he discovers the internet. I could yeah. I could stop laughing. Oh my god, so my great. stomach hurt from laughing so hard. Like because he he is like he basically is he is a big teenager. He he is a yeah. seventeen year old that's that's in a fifty five year old body. But I I gotta give him props too because like I said, uh, I hadn't seen him in a whole lot of stuff from an acting standpoint. Dude. And he's, he's knocking it out of the park. Yeah, he's, he's knocking it out of the park. He, he's just great in this. Yeah. Well, I mean, this the problem is, well, especially like back then, like if you get put into like a villain role, um, mm -hmm. you're pretty much fucked. I, mm -hmm. I'll it's go back to I'll go back to Chadwick Boseman. This is kind of rolling back in like the last podcast. One of his first roles um, was to be in a, I think it was a soap opera, and it was mm -hmm. for a character. He was black. And he was asking the people that made the show, like, what's the background of this character? And they literally told him there was basically no real background on this character that was black. And that's when he kind of yep. took a stand. And he was just like, you know what? Let's give this person, I'm, I'm going to give you some feedback. Like, listen, can we give him some kind of, some sort of background instead of just being some generic black character? Let's give this character some, like, you know, some depth. And then, yeah, he got fired from it. And yeah. ever since then, if you look at all his roles, he hasn't backed down from that same point. Of, he, he didn't back down from the same point of view. It's like, listen, if you're going to make me into this person, you need to like write them better. And I think that yes. people from like the 80s, they got stuck in these sorts of roles where like, listen, they, they wrote a shitty character and they got typecast for those characters. And, yeah. it, and it goes beyond just, you know people of uh african descent or minorities or whatever like you can think of yeah. a whole bunch of characters like look look at bolo young bolo young yeah from like back in like the goddamn bruce lee days he was a villain in the bruce lee days he always had yes, to be a was. villain he never played never once did he play a good guy and we all know him as like a badass bad guy but it's like what if the guy actually could act what if the guy actually had more to bring to the table than just some villain bullshit um dude it's like um like, uh, like I just watched. Um, there's a there's a document. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a documentary on Net, on Amazon called uh, Danny Trejo Inmate Number One. Oh uh, yeah. And basically, yeah. it talks about his life as becoming an act from going from uh, an uh, what is that? He was addicted to a meth addicted person to being in jail to becoming an actor. And basically, his first roles he was always the inmate. Inmate Number One, Inmate yep. Number Two. He was always that Mexican who was a inmate he was always in jail or some other shit like that and like a lot of latino like their main like especially with acting their thing is like typecast yeah. like uh hector mm -hmm. like hector from like the fast and furious he's always, movies, fucking hector. Fucking this and that. Yeah. He's, always he's always he's always fucking hector and it's so fucking crazy but, like that's how fucking hollywood actors are especially with those i was gonna say especially with like those teen with teen actors especially in like the 80s and 90s i mean if you think about it we don't refer to uh, Fred Savage as, as Fred Savage. It's like, oh, it's Kevin Arnold. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's Zach Morris. I mean, A.C. Slater. I mean, they, they've all done plenty of, of other acting roles. Tiffany Amber Thiessen or whatever. We She's still Kelly Kapowski and stuff like that. It's like we permanently cement them in that actual role that they had. Doogie Howser and stuff like that. It doesn't matter what it is that they do. It's 
we, and it's sort of, it's our fault, but it's unfortunate for their careers in some aspects where it's like, we don't ever let go of that, that mindset of like, oh yeah, well that's, I mean, Mark Paul Gossett, he's Rainbow's father in um, Mixed Dish, but we don't yeah. see him as, as, oh yeah, okay, that's Rainbow's father. It's like, oh, it's Zach Morris playing this or whatever like that. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's unfortunate that sometimes maybe those, those roles get sort of just stuck. And especially with like a, an actor who was the teen villain. I mean, 1984, he was, he was the bad guy. And no matter probably whatever you put it yep. into is we're like, nah, fuck that dude. It's, it's like, like how a lot of people only saw Joffrey as being Joffrey and stuff oh, like yeah. that. He's just like, he's like, yo, I'm, yeah, he's like, fuck this or whatever. I mean, not fuck this, but he's just like, I, I understand that's the role I'm seen in. I'm going to go do my other stuff. And everybody just had this visceral hate for him. I would imagine in 84, I mean, obviously it's not technology and internet and, and how everything is on Twitter and stuff like that, but we would have had that image of him pretty much how we do with Joffrey, where we're just like, fuck that dude. Now nah, I'm not going to go see the movie. Like, no, nah, I don't care. I don't want to see Johnny as a good guy. Fuck Johnny. Yeah. Well, that's kind of why, um, so kind of jumping to the Batman movies, like Michael Keaton, he only did Batman and Batman Return, and he didn't want to do another Batman movie because he didn't want to be known as being Batman. Like, he wanted to be yep. able to act in other fucking areas, which is, which at first I thought, like, come on, man, it's fucking Batman. Like, you're fucking badass, you Batman. But it makes sense because, like, any other actors, like uh, Christopher Reeves, Reeves, right? Yeah, who played Superman. Like, every time you see that dude, you just see fucking Superman. Like, I saw him in um, mm-hmm. Children of the Corn, and I was like, oh shit, Superman's in this. Mm hmm. So, like, you want that as actor. But. As, t- as talented as Mark Hamill is, there was a time, you know, and obviously we know how big those that original st- uh, trilogy for Star Wars was. There was a time when you didn't see Mark Hamill get a whole lot of uh, roles, either either for voice acting or, or otherwise. And he's obviously one of the most talented guys in the world. So, you know, you, you see it all over the place, but it's, it's really good to point out. And I'm just glad, again, going back to Sensei Lawrence, that he's getting his, uh, his quote-unquote flowers now. And so I give him props. This is awesome. You know, and and I hope this gets a two, three, four more seasons. You know what I mean? Because like this was actually a show from 2016, 2017. It's a few years yeah. old now. So good, good for them. Let, let's switch it up, y'all. Um, we got some hot off the presses news from uh, literally just yesterday. Old Ninja, you are the Xbox guy. Microsoft dropped some uh, some jewels for us. What you say on this? Set it up. Uh, so, Microsoft dropped a, actually, they dropped a new look at the Xbox Series S, as well as the Xbox Series X, and they dropped a price for the two consoles. Wait, so, they only dropped a Series E? I'm sorry, what was that? You I thought they only dropped a Series E because that would be fucking great if they did. SEX. Uh, yeah, get that Xbox That'd be Series awesome. X. Uh, I think that's coming in 2021. Buy all three. Um, so their price range. So it will be the Series S will be an all digital machine, and it is priced at 299, I believe. And then the Series X will have the 4K Blu-ray drive in it, and it is priced at 499. And we also got a release date of November 10th. Which is 
about a month and a half away, two, two months away. Did you, two, about two months, two months. Yeah. Did you say the pre-order date? I mean, oh, pre-order date. I'm sorry. Pre-order date is yeah. September 22nd. So and you can start just, pre-ordering on the 22nd. You should. So you should clarify, old ninja, because. Well, you should clarify, old ninja, because. Uh, I think rightly so. You were giving them props for some really creative financing about this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The console so, itself too. Break that so down too. The thing is that this this isn't the first time though. I've seen this on uh, on Xbox, the website where you could sign up, you put in your information, and then you could do a payment plan for your your Xbox. You basically put down a down payment, and then you agree to pay. Uh, a certain amount a month. So if you're doing the Series X, I believe it's 39 a month, and the Series S, I think it's 10 bucks less. I'm not 100%, but basically you can pay pay in installments for these systems. So basically, you put in the down payment, put in your information, and um, you'll be able to pay off your console. Uh, they also have it. What? Calculating your payment? Are they gonna like break your fucking console? <laughs> I don't know. I'm maybe they brick you console. I'm not quite sure, but uh, they, they shit on you like Odell Beckham likes. Oh, yeah. I thought that was you <laughs> shitting on <laughs> carpets and shit. But yeah, uh, there's also there's going to be retailers that are going to be doing this program, so you'll be able to go. If the retailers have not been named, but I'm okay. assuming at least one major one major retailer. Should be able to do. Should be able to be in this program where you can basically put down a payment, pay, uh, probably fifty bucks. You put down fifty bucks, agree to pay thirty nine ninety nine a month for like however many months to pay off your thing. I mean, it's like, like three four months. If you're paying four months of thirty nine ninety nine or whatever, or five months, whatever, most people can probably afford that. Yeah, but instead you of dropping paid... five bills all at once, you're not so. going to pay it off in that many, amount of months if you do math. Well, anyway. Um, I didn't do the math. I'm just throwing it out <laughs> Yes, there. I know. Um, the, paying off consoles in this manner is nothing new. It's just like paying off a cell phone. Like, we have a firm. There's all mm -hmm. kinds of credit cards, anything. Paying this off is nothing new. So, well, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could you could have done that with the Xbox One. I mean, my cousin did it. Wait, so. you, could, you could have done it since the fucking PlayStation. The original. Or the original right. Xbox. We yeah. just put in a fucking credit card. Well, you're... Through credit card. Um, but for all retailers for a console, um, and I don't know if this is going to be all retailers, like if you Best Buy, GameStop, etc. Um, that would be that would be interesting if all retailers honored this deal. Well, I mean, what well, they honored some deal. I mean, we all know about layaway. That's been around fucking forever. You you could have laid away any console yeah. since the beginning. So this mm -hmm. to, to me, it's like not really a huge deal. Just the fact that it's going through, you I know, Microsoft. It's it's not that big of a deal to me. Um, I don't I'll, think it was that big a deal either, no. but I think it's a nice solution for those of you who didn't get a chance to save up and you still want the console, yeah. there's a payment There's yeah, a payment it's, option. It's a nice solution that already existed. Let me just talk about yeah. the good things. I mean, yeah, the, the, the Xbox you know, One S is a, is a good price for people if, if you can't afford the Xbox Series X. I mean, that, X. that's... X. That's what I said. X. Xbox Series X. Yeah, I thought I said S. No, their their naming schemes are fucking stupid. So, but because they sound so similar to each other. Um, but yeah, I mean it's cool that we have a cheaper option. But we'll see like what that pounds out to be in the future. And it's like to me, 
the, the digital option is really cool, but I will come back to the same thing that I will always say about digital games. It is all good until you stop paying for the service and all of a sudden, or your shit breaks and you're not paying for the premium service to keep your fucking data. And then you're fucked. You don't own any of that stuff. So please be careful. Anybody that's listening to this podcast, if you buy digital content, you're, you're assuming that the digital content will be around forever. Okay? It's not. We're not at that point yet. We're not in the goddamn future. It's not going to last forever. Okay? So I would highly suggest to anybody that's listening to this podcast to buy physical games up until a point to where you feel comfortable with a server not shutting down in the future because we're not there yet. We are not there yet. I would, I, th- yeah. I think games should do this, the same thing they do with movies where when you buy a game, you should get a digital copy. I mean, yeah, that that would be cool as well. I mean, you know, movies. Yeah. Yeah, work, they do them yeah. like movies and stuff like that. You they should get a digital movies. copy. But the, the, but the thing yeah. is, is that when you have the physical game and your shit dies... Your shit, your your save game is in the cloud, which you, you might lose as well. That's totally possible, but it's way less space that's being used in the cloud. Sure. So you you I, just. I, but I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Go go ahead. I was just gonna say. I mean, if we're being very very honest, uh, and we're talking about you know 20, 20, 30 years of video gaming history and whatnot, none of, nobody's playing PS one games. <laughs> no, nobody's playing PS two games. I mean. It, 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 they're, they're so old that they're pretty much now there's a few obscure one percent of one percent examples but they're so they're so old that they're they're, they're obsolete in a lot of ways I, I, i'm just re, real talk whether you have the disc or not whether you have the old console or not um you're not going back to tekken one for the most part <laughs> playing it on so your, your 90s i'm chewing right now but real talk this so, is one of our shortest generations ever no this was seven this was seven years this was not seven. Was it seven years? Yeah, it's twenty thirteen to twenty twenty. Seven years. It's still one of the shortest generations ever, as far as I, as far as I know. Uh-uh. It's okay. pretty short. Uh, PS, PS one, PS one, PS two. Most, most, a lot of those gens were like five years. We talked about this before. One interesting thing about data is that so right time. now, I did a quick Google search, and it says that in twenty twenty we save. As far as how how much data is saved a day, basically, but it says right here that 1.7 megabytes of data is saved every second on Earth right now. That's that sounds... a floppy disk second, which is yeah. there you go. I, okay. Here's the thing. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some Xbox for the first time ever on this show uh, some goddamn props. It, it, um, it's one year short two, from the past generation. Let's, huh? Okay, I said it's one year short, so it's not as far as I thought it was, but it's still shorter than the last generation. Yeah, but but I got to give Xbox some props. Um, they finally came out with a price, you know, before Sony. I'll give them props on that. And then the smaller version, the S is the smaller one, I believe, right? Right, yes, on Ninja? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Two, $2.99 is a fucking fantastic price. Like, still. full stop, that is a great fucking price. How we much got a release memory on that? <laughs> Wait, what? What's the memory yeah. on that? That's a good question. Oh, so, yeah, the, so the hard drive. Hold on, I have here. So the hard drive for the S is a 512 <laughs> gigabyte SSD. No, that's bad. That's that is not good. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. And Talk then the the, that's why it's so cheap. 
The Series X will have a one terabyte SSD. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Wait, that's pretty small. Five, yeah, that's that's very small for it to be digital only. I mean, Kronos knows more about digital storage and all that stuff. That's his that's his wheelhouse. But, but yeah, I I struggle with my 500 gigabyte fucking PlayStation 4. I gotta get an external thing because Call of Duty eats up like two thirds of it. On a fucking update. <laughs> every every update. Yeah. yeah so, every. so you're gonna tell me the next? And I, I like to take baths in in the blood of, of Xbox sometimes, but you're gonna tell me this new generation Xbox uh, system is going to have a 500 gigabyte hard drive, and we don't know. I assume the storage for these games is going to be higher than the previous generation. Where it's like if I if I want to play Grand Theft Auto, that's already like 50, 60 oh, gigabytes. <laughs> yeah, so now we have a whole new generation with with all these graphics and frame rates and blah 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 or whatever, and it's we still have the same storage capacity. That seems like a huge problem in terms of if, of that model. For the digital price, for the digital one, yeah, I would think so. But if your kid is playing just Fortnite. You really don't need that much space. Yeah, but what kids are playing Fortnite want to? I mean, I mean, a lot of kids yeah. are playing Fortnite and Fortnite only. Yeah. Chronos, jump in on on this storage size. Like, yeah, the storage size is laughably small. Like, listen, we're thinking of things in 2020 in terabytes, and I, you know, and pretty soon we're gonna think of things in petabytes. I mean, to be honest with you, because I, I, you know, my my actual job in real life, I'm a data storage guy. There's hard drives that can hold that are SSDs that hold yeah. fucking terabytes of data. So how how the hell do you not have a spinning disk drive that is not at least a terabyte well, is very strange to me. Um, we also, well, they, they nearly did it to bring the cough down. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I understand that, but it's just like people are going to be so angry about that. They they're not going to get to me. Yeah. How there are games out there that that are over a hundred gigs. 200 with call of duty yeah like seriously yeah. that's right. like what the fuck same thing with red dead red dead's like 250 but i mean and let's then also when you... i'm sorry go right. ahead. well let's let's talk about the fucking you know 5,000 elf in the room what games are announced for the goddamn xbox that are coming Ooh. that are exclusive that are coming out in the next two years that's the main problem there's a good start there's there's a couple, but the yeah, one name, that they're the talking about is the one. Uh, there's one the the medium. The medium will only be because it won't be on the Xbox One. It'll be on the Xbox Series X because it will use the SSD as like a a memory like retrieval. So it won't be able to utilize the hardware on the Xbox One. Um, there's a there's Fable. There's a Fable's not coming out next year. That, or the year yeah, you said you said the next two years. Yeah, the Fable's not coming out in the next yeah. two years. It's not. Well, uh, well, Halo Infinite will be out next year. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, it got pushed out twenty twenty one. Okay, so, so you so you maybe have one game. So name some more, please. Uh, I don't have the names of the rest. I didn't, <laughs> there were, Microsoft yeah, don't I got mean, the there names, was, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, there was. There was four of them that they had that I didn't really because I wasn't interested in them. But still, if you're not interested in your Xbox guy, then nobody's interested. So nobody's gonna buy this fucking console. There's literally no reason for you to buy this console 
There's none. Did they? Did they? Did they confirm anything with? The, I I realize that the the cheaper one is much smaller on the the storage. I get that, but can I attach an external hard drive? Oh with yeah, like for sure. Terabytes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That? Yes, oh, for sure. Yes, yeah. you can. You if you have their previous one for your, if you have your external for your current Xbox One, it will work on the Series X. Well, I'm actually looking at some of the specs, and um, it looks like the the I'm... Series S. Won't be able to do for, uh, 4K or 8K. I'm, well, hey, so don't I'm worry about 8K. Don't even worry about that. That's that's just it. The 8K is yeah, not. I'm nobody. First of all, there's no 8K well, TVs. It can't do 4K either. It can't do 4K. Okay. Well, even 4K. I'm not even worried about that either. Like when you get into 4K and and first I'm, of all, most people in America don't have a fucking 4K TV that plays actual 4K. You know, in, in 60 frames per second. So just all that just throw it out the window. And 8K is like super next gen. Nobody has that shit right now, and it's going to get to a point to where Japan's already tried this. When you get into things that are over 4K, it gets too realistic, and people get fucking sick. So Dude, nobody wants to talk about it. Living room. Yeah, nobody wants to talk <laughs> about it. But that's the way it is. It looks like, like it looks like uh, the the X or the S won't be able to play Blu-ray. Yeah, it's a well, digital. Yeah. Well, there's no it's drive, so it's yeah. I'm I'm literally I'm looking at my PlayStation 4 storage menu right now. Fortnite is a 35 gigabyte game. Uh, you have Spider-Man is 70. The Division 2 is 100. And also you have to take into factor the other applications that you're using on your your place. I mean your Xbox. If you're using it as an entertainment system, you still have Netflix downloaded on there. You have YouTube, Spotify, all these other applications that are taking up memory. That's I mean, yeah, you can go get, and you're you're going to have to get if we're being real about it, an extend an uh, extended hard drive, uh, external hard drive. Sorry. Um, so I, I just think that's yeah, you're saving money, but it's like it's sort of like a a dumb move. No, I to, mean, uh, to well, to... well, let's let, let's just be. I'm, I'm gonna be fair here, okay? So when the you know the PS3 came out, it had a small hard drive as well. I mean, it was like 20, 80 gigs. It was really oh, small. Yeah. Um, PS4 too. Yeah, it, yeah. PS4 had smaller hard drives as well. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's it's more egregious in this day and age because we obviously know that things take up a, a lot of data. But I understand Microsoft's like point of like, hey, you can get a console on the cheap, and obviously you're you're paying for cheapness with storage. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to be an SSD. That's 500 gigs. I'm, I'm fairly certain it's probably going to be either a spinning disk or a hybrid drive. Probably a spinning nope. disk. No, nope. it is an SSD. It's an SSD? That's yeah. 500 gigs. Yeah. It's a 512 gig. It is an SSD. Call, All right. Call of Duty is 192 gigabytes. That's fucking... Dis- that's, Damn. That's boom. Damn near hard, your hard drive. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's 190 this week. Wait till next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, I, I, I get it. I mean, Microsoft, they're trying to get in there and trying to get it to the people. But they need yeah. to have the other side of the story where it's like, listen, you need exclusive games to get people to the table. And you don't have that right now. That's coming anytime soon. Yeah. So you you could you could you could say you have the fastest GP CPU, with the C, the CPU doesn't matter. Listen, people that are all you simps out there, listen. You can have the fastest CPU that you want, but if your GP the GPU is it's faster than a CPU. Trash. So yeah. if your GPU isn't up to fucking snuff, and if you don't have any sort of other technology that makes it easier to seek time on the actual hard drive, you can make your CPU fucking 
you know, way f you can make a fucking four petabytes fast. It's not even petabytes, but I forget. Four petahertz. That's what it'd be called. Petahertz. Wouldn't matter if you can't process it through your fucking your uh, video card. So, yeah, I'm a, congratulations, I'm you played it, yourself. I'm gonna keep it even simpler <laughs> for that ass. This fall, supposedly, and Sony has not released their date, uh, their uh, PS5 launch date quite yet. It may even happen tomorrow. We'll see. It's going, up. but oh, yeah, hopefully it, it looks like it will be. But in any event. Miles Morales is going to fucking sell some units. I'm going to tell you that right oh. fucking now. Spider-Verse was a big hit. Obviously, the uh, 2018 Marvel Spider-Man was a huge fucking hit. Being able, and Spider-Man is a hot fucking IP, being able to swing across New York as Miles Morales is going to move some fucking consoles. Like, it, full it, stop. Like, uh, probably your, your daughter, your daughter or your son, like, I think one of your kids think that Mount Morales is the original Spider-Man. Like she doesn't know, like oh that no, that's Peter that's me. That's me. So oh, that's right. yeah, 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 yeah. Riley thinks that Miles Morales is Spider-Man. I mean, he is Spider-Man, yeah. but that's to her, that's yeah. the only Spider-Man. It's it's yeah. Miles. Yeah. So there it is. everybody else is just like somebody else. Yeah, that that's how popular uh, based off of the Spider-Verse, and obviously kids like Kronos knows this quite well, and Stitch will know this in maybe a year or two. Kids watch shit on repeat. And that Spider-Verse movie is very rewatchable. Miles Morales is going to sell some fucking units. Now, Sony has to kick it into high gear. They have to finally release their fucking price, and they have to finally release their fucking date. It is going to be in November. It may be the 10th I'll as well. It. it may be the 17th, but it's going to be in November, and it's going to be before Black Friday. Mark my yeah. words. So let, let me let me just tell I'll everybody. Get a PlayStation Lite. Go ahead. No, I, was say, I wonder if we'll get a PlayStation Lite that's going to compete with the the, the Xbox S. Well, we got two versions. I mean, I guess, we got. Yeah. They already have. They've announced two versions. We don't know the price. That's true. But yeah, one yeah. is all di one is all digital, and one has a disc drive. So go ahead. Let, let, me, tell, let me tell y'all what exclusives right now to this to this date that are PS5 exclusives. Okay, so we have Astro's Playroom, which I don't really count because it's like. People play it, but it's not like that's not a console seller. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. um, Bug Snacks, which is a time exclusive. Death Loop, which is timed. Demon Souls, Destructive All -Star, Destruction All Stars, uh, Ghostwire, Tokyo, which is timed. Godfall, which is timed. I thought it was an exclusive, but it, it's fine. Goodbye Volcano High, which is timed. It's going to be also on the PS4. Grand Turismo Seven, Horizon uh, Forbidden West, Odd World Soulstorm, which is timed, but it's also on the PS4. Project Athea, um, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Returnal, Sackboy, Big Adventure, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Stray. So those are multiple titles that we... And there's actually way more than that. Those are just the exclusives that are being announced. The, you don't see anything like that from Xbox. That's the main problem. That's why I'm like, I don't know what... X, this is the same thing I had a problem with last time. Is when Xbox, uh, the Xbox One got announced, they focused on entertainment. I'm like, that was a huge mistake. You can rewind the tape on me on this shit from like mm -hmm. fucking years ago. I was like, I don't get the point of like Xbox focusing on entertainment when they're, it's a console. Like, don't get me wrong, it's entertaining, but I, I'm not hopping on my Xbox to watch fucking TV. I'm hopping on the Xbox to play, to play fucking games. 
And yeah. it, was a, it was a huge misstep. They, they keep misstepping in the same direction. And I don't understand why they, they keep doing this. So, yeah. What are your I'm, thoughts? I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that some of the studios that they've recently acquired four or five years from now may turn into some, some great exclusives. I, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm hoping for them. Um, but at least at least they they have a price. They have a date, you know. And us Sony fans are are waiting. Go ahead, Blue. You were trying to get in. Um, okay, I was going to say I fucking forgot. Um, yeah, I, was, I know. Like earlier, like we talked about how Xbox dropped the price, and I, I really think Sony Sony was waiting for Xbox to drop their price so they can come in and drop theirs. And I think their price will be either equal to xbox or maybe a hundred dollars cheaper like are 50 to dollars cheaper like i think i think PlayStation is really fucking like holding their 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 guns basically just waiting to see what xbox is doing but i think we should get something hopefully either by the end of friday this week or probably on friday we'll get there you something go. From, from playstation yeah there you go um we got to switch it up the state I just say one more thing. Uh, this console war is going to be slow, like because of the whole pandemic and everything that's happening. Like we're going to see really low numbers for launch date. I mean, it's going to be some high numbers, but it's not going to be like millions of units sold in a fucking uh, weekend or something like that. It's going to be like maybe in maybe the hundreds, hundreds of thousands. You know, you know what I'm, you know what I'm waiting on. This is what I'm waiting on. In America, I'm I'm waiting for Nintendo, for the the the. I'll I'll just say the. Nintendo Switch 2 or the Nintendo Switch Pro. I think Nintendo is in a perfect position to overtake the console wars. Like, seriously. Cause, oh, yeah, because uh, are you referring to that announcement they were just talking about? Like, urging the developers to make the games for the Switch in 4K? Yeah, yeah. And I think that if you make that shit in 4K um, and then obviously, uh, you know, downgrade it when it's handheld to, to 1080p, um, they're in a good position right now. I mean, obviously, Microsoft is not really competitive right now. Sony is, and I think that Nintendo has a chance to really take back. I mean, listen, with the Wii, they, they fucking outsold everybody. And I think they could low-key take it over again with, like, pulling some bullshit, and they, they could really do it. If they, if they make a, a console that is at least as playable as the last generation with the, as far as graphics goes or even like in between the, the latest generation as well they they could take over because they make things cheaper and they make games that more people play and i think that's something that both microsoft and sony has not really realized is that nintendo has made games that are pl- that are played by multiple generations and i think that a lot of things that Microsoft and Sony focus on is like really specific to hardcore gamers and Nintendo's never been on that track and they've, they've profited from being playable for everybody yeah I, there, there's there's some truth to that uh, it's all just rumor mill though right now there's nothing confirmed whatsoever about a, a, a new console quite yet we'll see but we definitely have PS5 we definitely have Xbox right around the corner you know um, and We'll definitely go from there, and there's more Sony exclusives and third parties that are about to drop. I mean, wait, wait. call it. Well, just real quickly, Call of Duty. Every year, people poo-poo it. People uh, fear it, dread it. Destiny still arrives. Call of Duty going to be. <laughs> Des- call of Duty is going to be the best-selling game of 2020. 
and it drops in November. I don't so, know, man. You, you can't say it's always a best-selling game because, I mean, GTA Five has been best-selling for a long time. I'm just saying. And uh, but, but in, in, in it's def, but for an annualized game, every uh, almost every more, year, nine you gotta be more specific. You got to be more specific. An annualized game gets out, gets year. out gets outsold by a game that's fucking what eight years old now. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't think on annual basis though. You don't think what? That's, that's what I'm saying. Not on an annual basis. It it's cumulative, yes. I cumulative, thought, yes, I absolutely. Didn't think even cumulative, like I think that even on annual basis, I think GTA Five has been doing pretty well. I mean, it very has. much well, but they don't. Hold on, we've been through this a whole bunch of times. Every year, though. Call of Duty is always the number one seller. Like, yeah. GTA Five does extremely. It's 135 million. It, it, to me, it's the best game of all time. But Call of Duty, every single year, annualized is is the number one seller. But go ahead, Golden. Yeah, I was about to say. I think the only time uh, Modern Warfare lost it was to Battlefield One. Battlefield One outsold for a time for at least three months to Battlefield One. That was like the only time recently. But I mean, I get it. I mean, there's people who constantly collect Call of Duties and they just released a multiplayer trailer today. But anyway, we keep going on. Um, One more thing released on gaming. Did y'all see this shit about Left 4 Dead 2? No, 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 no. no. Fuck what you're talking about. No, no, no. Fuck what you're talking about. Left 4 Dead 2. Why are you mad? Fuck what you're talking about. No, we're not going to Left 4 Dead. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, we are not going to Left 4 Dead. Why are you all mad? Regarding the consoles, real quick, who's going to pick up the PlayStation 4 when it drops? Like this year? Five? Five. I'm probably going to. Yeah, I, 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 I will. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, I'll buy it too. I'll be there day one. All right, all right. Maybe, fuck, what, fuck what old ninja was talking about. We're not talking about Left for Fucking Dead. Uh, Wait, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, fuck you, Avenger. Avenger. I'm just saying. Avenger finally fucking dropped, and we've been talking about this game all fucking year. This is uh, supposed to be a bigger fucking release. Uh, the reviews for this game. Are about as subpar and mediocre as you could possibly fucking get. I called it. We've talked about this being disappointed in this for months and months and months. This is the just to reiterate, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, comic book IP in the fucking world. The number one movie, uh, you know, in the in the history of Hollywood. Uh, four blockbuster movies, uh, you know, with all four Avengers movies. Everybody knows their name worldwide. Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics, um, you know, published and made this game, and it's sitting at, at according to let's just say, let's use Metacritic because it's a good amalgamation of, of all the uh, reviews. Six point eight critical reviews out of forty nine uh, reviewers, and then a five point five out of ten, goddammit, with users, and that's out of fifteen hundred and sixty one fucking reviews. This is. Anthem, Fallout 76 level of mediocrity. What say y'all? I mean, I, I called it. I told you there was problems with the game. All right, and If they didn't fix it by launch, then it's going to be an even bigger problem. This is why I didn't buy the game when it first came out, because it's it's Anthem level problems. Um, a lot of it had to do with loot. And yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. Like I, I told y'all weeks ago, 
that the game it, it's it's fun, but there are some problems that if they didn't fix, then the game was gonna continue to have problems, and they did not fix those problems. So they might fix it. They, hey, listen, they might go the No Man's Sky route and fix everything, but I fucking doubt it. I fucking doubt it, because No Man's Sky. You know, they were a, a, a very small company and they decided to like sit down and like really fix their reputation. EA, the EA is who made that game, right? EA, oh, sorry, uh, Square Enix. Square Enix. Square Enix is not going to fucking do that. They're not going to go back through and fix fucking everything. They're not going to listen to fucking people's complaints. They're going to be like, listen, this is the game. We made money. Go fuck yourself. So I, I don't expect them to fix all the problems in the game at all. I expect them to just let it sit there and fester and be fucked up and have the same sort of loot problems and progression problems and, you know, all those other problems that they've had that I, that I saw in the beta that I see in, the, in all the reviews. So I'm, I'm not surprised. And it's, it's a shame. I, I'll just say this just for full context real quick. Uh, real quick. Um, <laughs> the exclusive Spider-Man game that obviously Insomniac made from two years ago, 2018, this, that was it was getting nines and tens and all of that and uh, certainly a contender for game of the year um this game that's on multiple platforms including pc and xbox has sold less than a third at launch of the spider-man exclusive on tour just to put things into fucking context gamers are not happy with this fucking game despite some bullshit that you might hear in rose-colored glasses from a few individuals this is not a success by any stretch of the imagination, whether on sales or reviews, no matter how you want to slice it or spin it. Go ahead. Yeah. All, all I've heard is that the game is being described as all right. I mean, that's something I'm not excited for. I mean, if somebody was just like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's okay, it's, it's playable, or whatever, it doesn't get me and sixty mid-60, $70 worth of my money or whatever. Um, I've heard people compare it to like Destiny 1 with with i guess how they can build on it later but yet again that's not a reason for me to go out day yeah. one or week one and go out and, and spend 60 dollars on it maybe if if they do these updates and and add a bunch of characters and have these these raid type of events um and the game drops down to maybe 25 30 bucks then then maybe i'll pick it up or whatever but i i mean it didn't it just didn't pass the smell test when I was seeing video leaked out from from the first gameplay of it, I, I didn't like the way the characters looked. It just seemed cringy, and I just wasn't. It sucks because uh, it definitely was a swing and a miss for uh, obviously a, a very highly successful franchise. They could have, if done well, it could have been a major cash cow, but they they missed. Yeah, old ninja. So I bought the game, and I'm playing. Uh, I was playing it before the podcast, and it's kind of. I mean, it's fun, but it's not something that I would like write home to mom about. It's not like, um, like oh my god, I I have to be on this or whatnot, or I can't wait to get back on it. I mean, it, it it's definitely fun. I can't say it. I can't say that it's Anthem level because Anthem was pretty fucking bad. Um, it's still bad. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, it's still bad, but it's it's much more like enjoyable. There were were some things that in the beta that kind of 
got added or fixed or were is running now but there's still some like issues the loot i mean there's some stuff that they kind of improved but it's not it's still not that great but it is it is fun it's not super stellar but it is a middle of the road kind of game it's really That's hard fair. to make a, a superhero comic book game because like there's too much expectation for the for the characters to be like their comic book counterparts. No, it's not. Yeah, you no, 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 it's not. Spider Man did great. <laughs> Please stop it. Yeah, Spider Man yeah, did great. No, even even Batman only, did only great. Good, No, that's what I'm saying. Like the only good superhero game is is Spider Man and Batman. But like you know, fucking Superman game stuff. Like the Hulk. Oh, yeah. Was the Hulk game any good? Well, yeah. There was, was like there's there. a couple Hold of on. games. Well, here, yeah, here's the thing. We used. Thing. We used to have, I've talked about this before, but we used to have movie tie-ins. You know what I mean? Back in the Wolverine oh, and first Iron Man days. Yeah, but those were and all those terrible. were kind of middle of the road. No, not even middle of the road. They were fucking no, terrible. No, not middle of the road. Those they were terrible. Were some of them fucking, suck. No. Some of them suck. Name some. a good one. The only good one I is... Thought, uh, I thought the Wolverine one was okay. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no, I thought it was okay. I question, I question your existence. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. But we, we used to have those, and those, some of them, some, most of them sucked. Some of them were okay, middle of the road. None of them were excellent. I mean, we're, I'm not going to lie. None of them were excellent. But we had high hopes because Square Enix, Crystal Dynamics, they're big. I mean, this is, this is big time shit. And again, you're talking about this big ass IP. But they, they just fucking, it looks like they missed the fucking boat. And I know some people are defenders of it. But also, I mean, could you imagine? Uh, not saying you want to take advantage of this in terms of uh, Chadwick's passing, but could you imagine if this happened to have Black Panther at launch? It would have been even it would have been better for it, and maybe in terms of sales. But they, they just they did weird maybe. stuff with the the, the cast uh, for the Avengers. I've talked about it before. Miss Miss Marvel has nowhere fucking near the Avengers history as like Hawkeye yeah. and Scarlet Witch and Ant Man and Wasp. Yeah, but and, honestly, she was like really fun to play in the game. I'm just saying. She is. Yeah, she, but. but uh, that's fine, but I'm just saying, in terms of, of who is an Avenger, nowhere near the history. That, that's all I'm saying. You, you can well, call her fun uh, or whatever. Well, to, but I mean, to, to you and nowhere me. Nowhere near the history. Oh, I'm proud of you. To, me, to you and me, because we're fucking old. All right, but to people that are younger, in that they might know her as, as an Avenger growing up. You know? Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm going to call bullshit on that because. No, I'm not going to call bullshit. No, please Here's stop why I'm going to call bullshit. Because do, MC, do, you consider the, MCU... do you consider the swordsman an Avenger? The, swords, oh, the swordsman. I, I, know that he, I know what he was, and I, I, I appreciate him in Empire, which we should talk about later. But because the MCU Avengers have always had Hawkeye, and they've had vision for three out of the four of the movies, and those movies have done so well, I think they're more famous characters. Yeah, but that, that doesn't explain. That doesn't excuse what you said. I mean, on if you're a kid right now and you re, and you pick up an Avengers comic and you see uh, Miss Marvel in there, to you she's an Avenger. So if you're a younger reader, she's an Avenger. There are mil again way more history with other characters. That, that doesn't that doesn't matter if you're young, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There is more association with ant-man vision hawkeye to, to the avengers than there is with miss marvel because of the movies you can't discredit the no. mcu if, but if, if you didn't watch movies up until that point which there's a lot of kids that didn't know about that then miss marvel was always an avenger movies. you're you're discounting people that are young man that's what i'm saying like if, if you grew up and you were so young that these movies are literally coming out 
as you were like growing up and you're reading the comics and you're like, hey, Miss Marvel's an Avenger, then yeah, to them, that's always going to be an Avenger. You know? I'm but, calling bullshit. Yeah, uh, the, the, no, it's not bullshit. You cannot call it. The latest one last year. Are you calling time bullshit? Uh, last year? Yeah, last year, if you were fucking five years old and you picked up a you're, comic. You're, you're not you're not fully reading every week's comic book of Avengers at five years old. Th that's you're my not. point. That's my point. Is that if you pick up comics and you're a young kid, there's more of them than there are of us. You realize that, right? Because that's how fucking generations work. If they're picking up comic books and they see Miss Marvel in Avengers comic, to them, she's always been in the Avengers. They might go back when they're what, older... You're... And read the the previous comics, but well, when they pick it up, she's in the Avengers. The problem with that is what you're discrediting is how many kids see the Avengers cast from these movies, which is way more, fifty times more, hundred times more than anybody reading any comics. Then why? And is that's she, what these kids have seen. Why? Is she, and the cartoons. Then why is she so popular? Is it for me and you? She. It, I, I like her, but. She, she she has her own comic and it's been fine. She is nowhere near as associated with the Avengers as the ones that have been in the MCU movies. Just a simple fact. No, no, it's and not. It's not a fact. It's, it's only to you, man. It, it, it's to you and older and older comic fans. And it, and it's fine. I, I totally understand it's, that. But it's, it's like, listen, there's not, a younger it's not just older comic fans that are seeing the MCU movies and the big biggest movie that was uh, ever made in Hollywood history. Last year, in game, she wasn't in it. Yeah, I realize that, but there's still kids that pick up comics right now that are comic fans that are saying that Miss Marvel's in this. I want to learn more about. That's the reason why she's in the uh, the game. That's the reason why her comic is doing fairly well. I mean, listen, we, we're in a, a day and age where if if people don't give a shit about the comic, they'll drop them. You know, Miss Marvel's been she's had some staying power recently. She's been one of the ones that last through the SJW fucking washing of like most of the society. You know, she's 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 had staying power. And I think you're discounting that. I'm completely discounting that compared to again <laughs> Avengers history and the MCU. Me, it, it's just it's it's so much bigger. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you take another it's L so too. Let me, let me rewind the tape a little bit. So I'll let you take another L because you were talking about how good Call of Duty is. So what's the highest selling Call of Duty game? I wanna say it might have been uh maybe Modern Warfare two or one. No, it was, it was the, it's sure. actually the most recent one. It sold 30 million units uh, since okay. uh, since last hear. year. Okay, so okay. Grand Theft Auto. Wait, wait, wait. That outsold all the others? Yeah, it actually did, which is amazing okay. to me. Okay. Um, okay. Grand Theft Auto V, which came out in 2013, has sold 135 million mm -hmm. units. So that's an average over seven years of almost 20 million units. That one game. Yes. One game has outsold them handily. Yes, but what you're forgetting, though, <laughs> is that every... We've done this before on this podcast a couple times. Every year there's a Call of Duty. Yeah. So you're talking about I gave you the, million I gave you the, 25 no, million? No, no. I gave you the highest selling one. But hold up. Hold up. I'm saying every single calendar year, mm -hmm. Call of Duty is the highest, highest selling game. And each one of those years, you're talking about over 20 million, sometimes 25, 30 million every time. No, see, this is what you know what the fuck you're talking about. Because Call of Duty, the, the next one down, was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, which came out in 2011, which sold 26 million units. The next one down 
is Black Ops, which sold 26 million units as well. It came out in 2010. Guess what's the next one down? Yes. It's Grand Theft Auto's fucking 4, which sold 25 million units. These are still... Just GTA 5 still eclipses four games of Modern Warfare. Four what games. not understanding... What, I, don't, I don't know why this no, is... No, I understand is, numbers. I understand... Me, hold on, hold on. No, no, let me just say it. Let me say it. If you go back to 2013 and you look at every year's Call of Duty and you add those up, it's more than 130 million. No, it actually, That's what I'm is, saying. It actually is not. It, it's not. What is it? What is the total? What is the total for Call of Duty since 2013? Since 2013? Well, I have to look. So, because if you go to the 20, highest selling one, is from 2011. No, no. 2013. 2013 was 28.8 million. Uh, that was Sorry. Ghost. Black Ops uh, in. the calculator. Well, I'll, I'll bust out calculator. All right, give me the I'll just go from the list I just I just pulled up. It says on Statadia, Statadia.com or whatever. Uh, sure. It says Black Ops 2010 sold 30.99 million. We're, we're going to go from 2013 on. So uh, go hold on, hold on. So, so, so since okay, well, I guess we're going to leave out. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. No, it's fine, it's fine. I mean, so right? 30 million. Oh, apples to apples. So, no, no, it's on? not apples to apples because you're you're adding in multiple games. Which is so fine. What's I guess. No, no, I'm saying from the date of tw GTA Five coming out, to cumulative sure, to 2020, sure, sure. versus all of the Call of Duties from 2020, 2013. That's that's apples. Oh, all right, so so 20, 2013 goes. At the number I'm saying is 28.8. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, mm -hmm. 2015. I'm showing Black Ops Three is 26.72 million. What happened to 2014? Uh, I, I'd have to. This is just the first one I, I pulled up. Um, okay, fair. 2014 Advanced Warfare. I'm showing 21.78. Mm-hmm. Uh, then what? 20? Did I say 20? Mm-hmm. 2015 was a 26.72. 2017 Call of Duty World War II. I'm showing is 19.82. Mm-hmm. And that's that's. I only have it up to that date. I don't have what 2018, <laughs> 19, and it's 2020. Pretty, it's pretty close. Like I said, yeah, you're it, so it, with those games that you just named. That's ninety-seven point one million. Yeah, one game versus multiple. But that's not all. That's not all seven years. <laughs> what? Do we add up seven years of games? No, no, we okay. we're missing. Okay, one, was the last one of the articles I, I just pulled up says Call of Duty had oh, what, ten of the fifteen best-selling games from twenty ten to twenty nineteen. Where, where did we stop? What, what year did what year did he stop? So I'm, I'll make it fair. I, uh, you stopped at twenty sixteen or twenty sixteen? We're doing a math exercise. No, no, no. Uh, twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen? I guess. So. Because Stitch, you there? Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. There was you guys were all walking on each other, so I didn't hear the actual question. So what 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 year did you stop? Was it 2016? 2016, I believe, was the last one I pulled up. I, I tried to find a different article. Okay. This one gives like the the list, but it doesn't give me the number. I'll toss in 2019 because it was it was 30 million. So was the last the one that sold the most was in was last year. So they're like okay. they're, they're pretty so, so they're pretty close. Isn't that about? Isn't that about 120 million already, and you're missing a couple years, 18 and 19? Yeah, that's 127.1. With okay, last year. so that's so you put it pretty close. One one game versus multiple. 
yes. over the years. Per- pretty close, but Call of Duty, when you look at seven years, it still has more than GTA. Oh, well, if you find those other numbers, then yes. If you don't, then no. You, you, you can find them. I'm not doing your research yeah, I mean, for they, you. They exist. We, we know well, that you, you need to then, then prove, this, then prove that, show, then prove that they more. exist, and you can look up the numbers, and you, you can fucking put them out there right now if you want to, but you're not going to. It looks like it's more, but okay. I'll, it, I'll, it, I'll find it. Maybe in your mind it does, but you need to put those numbers out. We were looking, okay. up, we're looking them up. So. Out of the impression I got was that. As far as year-based games, like, I'm talking about, like, your Mattens and your hockey, your NFLs and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like, I Call of Duty falls into that category. It's like, every year there's a new game coming out. Yeah. So I, you, if you compare those with those type of games, like, yeah, fucking Call of Duty is definitely fucking killing it. Well, it, but as far as, like, best-selling fucking console game, like, oh, yeah, GTA Five is fucking... Well, it's also... Slinging everybody. I'll skip this in my back <laughs> pocket because I already knew who was going to win eventually. If you look at actual, like... Revenue, it GTA Five hands down wins oh, yeah. for, through microtransactions alone, and I, I've never spent a single dollar on microtransactions through Call of Duty oh, through sure. uh, GTA Five, but they have they've made probably close to billions, I would assume, through microtransactions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. So they, they I mean, remember, remember, I, I talked about this before. Overwatch under Activision, just like Call of Duty, taught. Uh, Activision, all about the the loot box and the uh, and the microtransaction stuff, the whole paying for cosmetic skins, and Which they've been using it over the last couple of years, yeah. way more than than previously. But back in 2013, it wasn't anywhere close to the the amount of uh, of money. And and GTA 5 Online is a fucking force. I'm not discrediting that at all. It's a cash cow. Yeah, and they're both great games. I, here's the thing: I don't hate GTA. Again, I've said it before. I think it's the greatest game of all time. I, I love it. It's a perfect. But anyway, we, we got way off the event. Um, yeah, this, off the this, this game. Yeah, this, what is this game ain't it? Yeah. yeah um, no, just to no. sort of transition to, to things that are, are sort of failing. What's going on with this Mulan controversy? Oh, shit. Uh, people, I, I, I saw our friend Bunny Man is not happy. Bunny Man went in. Mulan. Yeah, it was so many posts, I couldn't even read them all to find out what he was saying, but I know he was very unhappy with it. I had not seen the movie. Um, it seems like people aren't really happy with it. Uh, yeah. I don't know if, anyone, oh, yeah. if you guys have watched it or what the, the issue is with you it. You saw Kronos. Yeah, I think I'm the only person on the podcast that, that have seen it. So I wish I'd have grabbed another drink before this happened. I need to put my, God, my, my small refrigerator <laughs> in this fucking room in the Infinity Base. I just haven't moved in here yet. Anyway... Um, I actually didn't think that the latest Mulan was bad after watching it, but the problem was is that I went into it th- uh, with a different mindset than most people. I was thinking Crouching Tiger hit Mulan before I watched it, to be honest with you. Um, so, you know, I, I rented it, uh, me and Kim, I watched it, it didn't seem too bad, but then afterwards, after we watched it, um, apparently the uh, main actress, um, she was fine with um she was advocating for the hong kong police like cracking down on hong kong protesters and cracking down on pretty much hong kong in general and then also part of the film was filmed at a detention site for for uyghur muslims uh, in china i did hear about that i did not know if i didn't know about that before i watched it i've been like you know what we're not watching this shit because i'm not down with like what they're doing with the with the uyghur muslims in, in uh in china their whole like 
if y'all just look up, just Google Uyghur Muslims in China and you'll you'll get an, uh, an answer on like why it's basically human rights violations to like extreme degrees of like sterilizing people. That's like one of the aspects of it and like just make it, they can't have jobs in certain aspects and they're like they're second class citizens. It's really fucked up. I didn't know about that before I watched the movie. All right, so that being said, actually, I can't even say. I'm not gonna say my thoughts on the movies because of what I learned about after I watched after I watched it. No, um, wait, you got to say your thoughts. Come on. Well, no, I mean it's it's fucked up. It's like if you watched a movie and all of a sudden you knew that. How do I even put it in a fucking certain mindset that people in America would understand? Well, you you said that, I mean essentially you kind of sort of touched on it like I mean you said you sort of enjoyed it but then you found out the crazy shit after the fact that went into the production of it and it tainted your overall perception of it so yeah. outside of the outside of the bullshit I'm not I don't want to say the bullshit because it's legit human rights violation but outside of the the extra that went behind the movie if that alone was the production value decent was the acting good was, they, was yeah. the cinematography was the story decent like, so this these are things so when I, when I went into it um I'll get my honest thoughts listen if people might, might be fucking mad about this because of the human rights shit but all right so people were mad about Mushu not being in the movie so for me Mushu not being in the movie to me was okay because when I watched the movie originally my honest thoughts was that Mushu to me after watching the movie I was like they did a better job, like, respecting, to me, as, like, a non-Chinese person. Like, respecting Chinese culture um, more than the Mushu character. So the Mushu character, to me, was, like, a, like a demigod that they made into, like, a caricature, like, a, like, comic relief. And it's, like, how would you like it if you were watching a movie about, you know, Egyptian culture and then all of a sudden Anubis was your comic relief? Like <laughs> yeah so after i watched the movie i was like damn you know i like how they they, they kind of paid more attention to and like kind of were more respectful to chinese culture they didn't seem to um sort of whitewash it so if you go back and watch the original mulan it was it was kind of it's kind of whitewashed it, it was the culturally anyway whitewashed i'm not saying like the the actors you know because there were a lot of yeah i mean ming na wen was the voice of mulan when she was in the movie, yep. I thought that was fucking great. She's in the movie, I thought that was oh, really shit. cool. Nice. Um, but the fact that we have like a veil of just like human rights violations in this movie just kind of fucked me up. But yeah, like the actual movie. If you like kung fu flicks, then you'll you'll probably like this. But it, it, it's hard for me to kind of like push through that, knowing what I what I know now, and. I don't know. I, I need to have Bunny Man on to really talk about it because he, he can break it down way more um, yeah. th than I can. And I just, you know, it's hard to really support something that went through all the shit that I just talked about. So y'all, y'all haven't watched it, but y'all can talk about your thoughts about the whole situation. I mean, here's what I'm going to say. And again, I'm not trying to represent uh, Asian American or uh, Chinese community whatsoever. All I will say is. The 90s animated movie, I loved. I, I loved that. Regardless of any of the background, I loved Eddie Murphy making jokes as Mushu. I just did. And I watched 
with uh and and re-liked it you know re very recently i don't typically like a whole lot of live action remakes uh from the disney uh animated uh classics you know which i consider this this certainly one of them um but i didn't have a whole lot of interest in it right off the bat even if the theaters were open i probably wouldn't have watched it just like i didn't watch lion king or aladdin go ahead can you pay 30 bucks for it yeah, what? yeah, I, like, I I paid for it. I, di I didn't pirate it. With four people, like that's a fucking steal. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was just gonna say, like, with a lot of a lot of the Disney movies, at least the animated ones, like they are Disney version of a story. Like, I'm pretty sure Mulan, like her character, didn't talk to a fucking dragon to be able to like get the courage to go fucking fight the Hong army. Well, they're based so, like, upon it, some are based upon mythology and like different ethnic groups, you know. Yeah, but I, I think Mulan is based off of an actual person. Well, I mean, so was, well, it's like mythology in like certain places, just like, uh, yeah. like, like Elsa was like, I think it was Scandinavian mythology, right? Yeah. So. It's, 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 it's take on that character because they, they try to make it kid friendly. They don't, they keep out like the, the horror shit that fucking, like, like, for example, Little Mermaid, like, that's based off of the Grimm, the Grimm brothers tell. And like fucking Little Mermaid dies, she gives up her fucking life so Prince Eric could could fucking continue living or something like that, and then she becomes some fucking angel or something like that. But the same thing with like um, with like Aladdin, like Aladdin, like there was two genies and this and that, and like Jafar, I think Jafar still won at the end or some weird shit. But um, Disney twists their stories for their animation, so you can't really compare. The animation version to like a live action version of only if the live action version sticks to the original fucking story but i actually don't know if the live action version does that because i haven't seen it yet but i, I, I want to see it but you know with all the reviews and the the comments come from people of uh, asian descent like it, it's kind of keeping me from wanting to watch it i mean this is one of, another thing too is that i've seen a lot of asians and asian americans um support you know, our African American struggles, and for me to pay money towards something to for a struggle that they're still going through right now, like kind of made me. I felt bad. Felt to be dirty. honest, huh? I said like felt dirty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they're they're here supporting us, like paying attention to. You know our issues here in America. Even people that aren't even Asian Americans, people that are like Asian Asian that live in Asia. Um, you know there there was Black Lives Matter, fucking protests in Asia, and yeah. I paid money that supported a whole group of people that are shitting upon a marginalized group in China. That I felt kind of duped about that. Yep, and. You know, obviously it wasn't necessarily my fault, but maybe I should have done more. They did their fucking research. I guess, why didn't I? So I feel bad about that on a personal level, but obviously it was not intentional at all. But yeah, just do your research when you're watching shit. I just, I wasn't aware before I watched it. So, yeah. You know, I kind of would like to see what, what the same Asian people... Um, Try not to sound racist, but I like to see for for people who are woke Asian from Asian descent go back and watch the original Mulan and kind of give their take on that versus the live action one, just to see like you know what the animated one 
still controversial. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's things in there that kind of was like, you know, okay, this is a little bit too far, but, you know, back, it was back in like the 90s, so they kind of slipped by people's radar. I'm not, I'm not gonna put, I'm not gonna put words into Bunny Man's face, because, words into Bunny Man's, uh, uh, expressions on, on Facebook, but it sounds like he had some frustrations. I want to get him on here, but he, he had some frustrations with people who are behind the scenes as the writers and the directors, yeah. as well as the actors, yeah. uh, in terms of Asian representation uh, and Chinese specifically representation on this. I, I briefly saw some of his posts. I thought he made some, some valid points. Um, and I, like I said, Kodos, I, you know, maybe on, on the, the black and yellow or maybe on here. Let, let's have him on. I want to get his yeah. views expressed. Yeah, well, this is another thing I thought about after you said that. Because obviously, I think you said that four of the writers, like four or four writers that were on there were not uh, not Asian at all. But it's also like, listen, in, in the first Mulan, were any of the writers Asian as well? It's like, probably not. I, I seriously doubt it. You know, so maybe not. Like most of the actors weren't even Asian. Yeah, you know, the voice actors. I mean, yeah. I know Ming Na Wen was was, you know, the voice of Mulan, but it's just like, you know, I, but it's also at the same time. This is a different day. It's like obviously, if if films yeah. were made fifty, hundred years ago, they'd have been way more racist. So you know, I, I understand yep. that as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This the this, this, this story. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was no, going to no. say this story. This story of Mulan, quote unquote, just being very honest, it wouldn't have gotten told in the '90s if it wasn't in this animated form with Western influences and with Eddie Murphy playing and doing jokes. I mean, he he's the big name. Like Eddie Murphy's a household name, playing this dragon, doing jokes and whatnot. Him signing up is probably one of the reasons why it got greenlit. Yeah, I think full, you know. Full disclosure. People that didn't. So, wait, good thing. So, Mulan is a fictional character. She's not an actual person. So, just to clarify. Well, people, people that maybe not don't know in in the nineties, um, if you're looking for any sort of Asian film, it was really like dubbed shit. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't. It was like super. It was like stuff from Asia that was dubbed over or subtitled on tapes yeah. or. Not even yep. DVDs. It was on tapes. It was on VHS tapes. You know, like there, there wasn't really. You know, after Bruce Lee died, there wasn't like a whole lot of like American-made Asian flicks at all. There was, a, there was a couple, but it wasn't really at all. Many. You know, it, it wasn't that. You know what was when great that, though? What was what was great about the nineties though? Uh, towards the mid to late nineties, uh, obviously Jackie Chan and some of his older movies started blowing up. Like once he had made in china uh, you know yeah. back, back in the 70s and 80s yeah that people are just like i love jackie chan now because i saw rumble in the bronx or whatever yeah and i'm gonna go back and watch his old shit that was kind of cool that was a, a big phenomenon yeah but it was like so far so far a few between you know it was it was, it was kind of amazing so yeah so, so to get like some you know for disney to pick up asian culture in the 90s was kind of a big deal and it was obviously i mean even like to this this is what I don't like about people that that give Disney like a lot of shit is that Disney has brought a bunch of different ethnic stories to America that we otherwise would not have known about. Like look at um, even, even even when they catch shit about it. Um, if you look at uh, Moana. 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 Yeah. Look at Moana. 
people got like, like some folks got mad about Moana, but it's like, listen, I didn't know shit about you know Polynesian culture or like any sort of that whole area. I didn't know my that into that culture from before, and yeah, that made me like really interested in that culture. Po- Same Pocahontas, yeah, a whole bunch yeah, of them. List goes on. Even though Pocahontas yeah. was super racist, but it you know, you know lots of yeah. Disney animations were all like. Like, if you go back to Golden Era of Disney, their movies aren't very American because, like, Beauty and the Beast takes place in, in Paris or France. Um, it's usually uh, folklore. Fucking, yeah. yeah, none of them are, like, based here in America, really. Well, the, the one the one uh, props that I'm going to also give is uh, Princess and the Frog, one of my daughter's fi- fucking favorite, yeah. obviously, taking place in Louisiana. Uh, you know, it was about African Americans in the '90s, and it was a very interesting tale. You know what I mean? It's a princess movie, but it worked. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. More to more to come on Mulan. Uh, it I, I didn't get the sense of buzz, but I think had this had there been no COVID, I think this would have been another billion dollar. Uh, blockbuster for disney no doubt and i oh, think they would have no uh, i don't think it would have been a billion dollars you don't think so I no mean, no they, they seem at least no. at least with these other live actions they, they seem to always knock it out of the park with no no nah, bro i mean listen it, it's getting it's already getting blowback right now in, in you know american culture and chinese like i don't think that film would have done well in other countries at all it, it done well mm. in china but here in america it wouldn't have done that well you know, in Dude, Europe, probably right. didn't, wasn't going to go that well. Right now, it's, it's in at seven point five million on a two hundred million dollar budget. Well, yeah, that's because of COVID. But I mean, COVID, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, well but actually, like, uh, I mean, but if you think about it, though, I mean, sales, like sure. look, look at the sales. Uh, Blue, can you please look up the sales for uh, like uh, Onward or Trolls World Tour and compare those numbers? I think that'll be a little oh, those bit are bigger. I think. Well, yeah, I think those are bigger. I think that would give us a better scale to, to look at. Can. And on, so just to say it, on, onward is a new IP. Say again. Uh, two hundred and fifty million opening weekend. How many? Wow. Fifty million. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. But they, for two hundred, they open on multiple platforms too. I think with Mulan, it's only on Disney Plus. So yeah, but Disney's Disney, bro. I mean, come on. If we, we're gonna be honest. Disney's like the fucking three thousand pound gorilla in the room compared to yeah, any other that, fucking. That's, that's why I say you, like... usually they're usually usually they're able to just put out something, and and usually dominate. I mean, look, la- what was it last year or the year before that? Lion King was, I think, over one point five billion dollars. It did Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Avengers money. Yeah, I think it's, this is just part also of. Like with, Go ahead. The controversy with Mulan too is that like the fact that Disney Plus is a subscription-based service, but they're charging an extra thirty dollars for a movie, and people were like, "Fuck that! I'm not paying thirty dollars to watch a movie that's supposed to be." Because they they're trying to compare it to Netflix, where Netflix a movie comes out, you have a Netflix subscription, you get to watch a funny movie. Where with Disney Plus, it's like you have the subscription, but you have this premium movie that's coming out. I have to pay an extra fucking thirty dollars to nah, watch that movie. That's that's I no. Think a lot of people were like, "Come turn away from that." No, no, that's no excuse because we just talked about Onward and uh, Trolls World Tour, and those are both subscriptions. Um, Amazon Prime subscription services plus the fee. They were available 
available everywhere though. Like it wasn't just Amazon Prime. Like they're available on different platforms where you can get it. So they were available. I think it's available. No, on no, no. That's not true. That is not true. When when uh, Trolls War Tour first came out, it was only available on Amazon. That was it. Mm. I remember I this. I remember this specifically when it first came out. It was only because they had a whole new thing. It was called Amazon Cinema. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know what you're, I know what you're talking about, but like, people didn't complain about that, but people were complaining about Mulan because of the whole the whole Disney Plus subscription thing. But well, people weren't complaining about Troll Hunter when it came out, which was weird. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying is that they're they're just that's why it's an invalid argument because you're if you wanted to watch you know Trolls World Tour, you you would have had to have had the um, Amazon Prime subscription and then pay on top of that, and actually. The crazy part is, is that the Trolls War Tour thing was actually even worse because you can only when you bought it for thirty bucks, it's only for two days. I can still watch um, yeah. Mulan today. Like when when I got it for the that service, it was I can I can keep watching it. It wasn't just two days. There you go. I mean, it it, it is it is what it is. Uh, I think there's. I didn't see a whole lot of buzz on this, but we're going to see. Let's get Bunny Man on. Let's discuss it thoroughly with him. You know what I mean? But it's interesting how, like, a lot of movies are actually, like, um, like Scooby-Doo, that was released on online or on Amazon Plus or whatever, or Amazon Premium, and there's nobody complaining about that, like, saying, like, oh, I'm not paying for Prime Plus paying for the movie as well. You're right. You're right. I love that movie. Uh, should we get into some Lovecraft? Yeah. Um, go go give it a breakdown. I'm still. I'm. I mean, I watched it because it HBO Max dropped it a day or two early in Sunday. I think they released it on, on yeah. Friday. So uh, another oh. thing that sort of got buried by the the Cobra. Cobra Kai uh, onslaught mm-hmm. that uh, Netflix um, has with. That's up to you. But uh, it, it had a lot of uh, Indiana Jones going on yeah. this, this episode. Um, there was some crazy stuff, and I'm confused. I'm still... I still like I bl- the show. I have a couple of like red flags in my brain about some stuff, but I'm still here for it. Can I? Can I, I? I I know we usually set it up and all that other stuff. Or whatever. Let me just grab the wheel real quick. The thing that trips me out the most, and I can't take credit for this because I saw it online, but I had my suspicions. It seems like everybody's seen the episode, right? We're all we're all up to date. I think so. Okay. It seems like uh, overall Braithwaite uh, is both girl and boy. Uh, I believe she oh, is yeah. using her wizard. I believe she is using her wizard powers because you never see them in the same place at the same time to be uh, the blonde. I I did see something about that. That is interesting. Yeah, and you you could also tell in terms of the telegraphing because she's mentioned a whole bunch of times being very very frustrated with uh, being a woman. And uh, not being a son of her or of her dad, the you know the guy who died or whatever in that uh, that temple, um, and and the frustrations of of being dismissed by you know being female, and she's like, well, I'm gonna just be a, a rich uh, a rich aristocratic white man when I need to be, and navigate society through that. And I was like, whoa, 
So that that was to me one of the biggest not reveals but like hints about like a big thing and it was kind of alluded to and i was like you know what that makes perfect fucking sense I don't, I, I, it's not 100 percent confirmed yeah I'm, I'm interested to see what they're doing with the with letty's sister I, I wonder what her angle is working with that in terms of uh if if she is a he or whatever what what Letty's uh, sister has to do with I guess whatever it is that they're plotting and uh, I'm really confused about this that that elevator and shit like because from my understanding they drove Boston and yep. were underground in some museum did some traveling for somewhere around two hours or whatever because remember they mm -hmm. they were talking about the time they walked and teleported back to Chicago. Fuck is going on? If that was the exact elevator in Letty's house, or yeah. how that works? If there's a magic teleportation hole or something? Um, so I would like that to be explained. I mean, this is kind of like where I'm at. Like. Watchmen have crazy shit going on that I didn't understand what was going on at the time. I could kind of see where they were going and where they were building. And so it, it sort of kept the carrot in front of me. With Lovecraft, I see it. And then sometimes I, I don't see a carrot at all. And I don't want to say that they're doing too much because I love the hidden uh, Easter eggs with all like the racism and all the historical like segregation stuff going on. I love that. And uh, sometimes I didn't have online research to get everything that was going on, like with the stuff with like Emmett Till and, and I saw the uh, people post about how black was written on the sidewalk and everything. And they showed like historical photos of, of I guess that going on. But it's like, I wish Sometimes they did a better job, at least in my, you know, blending in the uh, the the African stereotypes and and segregation and racism. Besides, I think it could be maybe mixed in a little bit better. And it it sucks because this comes after on the heels of Watchmen, and I think Watchmen did did it so fucking good. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. Sorry, I stepped away for a minute. We're talking about Lovecraft. Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Um, I think this episode was. I understand what Stitch was saying. This episode wasn't as bad as like the last one, um, as far as like continuity goes. So, yeah, I understand some what what he was just mentioning. I, I kind of sat down in the middle of him talking, but I, I'm still enjoying. The show is kind of going deeper into like what the fuck territory, uh, as far as I'm concerned. It's uh, it's still highly enjoyable. It's really occultish, um, and I really I like what they're where they're going, and I think it's it's really different. Um, with Watchmen, I think that it's kind of it's they're they're sort of similar shows, but they're they're sort of not because in Watchmen, you know. How do I put it? Like it was going through like a time period where we all understood that it was racist. Even this one, I guess, is sort of the same thing. 
like we know racing shit was still going on too right but for some reason i think of this one it's a little bit more off the cuff because it's supposed to be because in this one i i put it more in the realm of like x files ish you know and i think with watchmen it was sort of more in the realm of like superhero shit happening and that that's why i kind of give uh watchmen sort of more leeway than actually no so I put it the other way around. I'll actually give this show more leeway than the than than Watchmen because Watchmen could do more fantastical shit because we, we just like right away because they're doing like superhero shit. You know, this one's yep. a little a little bit more hard because it's it seems like they're trying to stay a little closer to real world shit, but then also going into kind of like the occult, which is based upon real world shit, and so it seems like a little bit more confusing. Um, I guess more to Stitch's point, I, I think if they would have went more into like the more superhero um, realm of like more fantastic shit, it might have been more well received by more people. I would assume is that kind of what you were thinking of too? Am I on the right realm here? Like if they had like a superhero in the show, or somebody was doing like some crazy fantastic shit besides the you know the one white chick, but that, that can stop people from doing stuff. Would that would that have been more like I guess normalized for you, Stitch? Can you hear me, Stitch? I guess he's locked out. He's just okay. <laughs> he might have put it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for for me, I think that's that's where I think some people might be getting stuck. Again, I'm, I'm I'm getting a lot of I'm sorry, I was just trying to listen, but my I got connection issues going on mine. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? God damn it. I, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, exactly. I have some connections with, with my That's phone. Right. Uh, yes, right. What was the question? Can you hear me now? No. So, right, there we go. Hold on. Oh, no, no, he's back. Can you, can you hear me? Like, yeah, can you... yeah. Can you hear me now? Bueller? God damn it. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> yes. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Oh, what, a, what a great yeah, podcast yeah. we have here. Sorry, this is the, we're, we're all remote. You know, it's, Wait, we got yeah. we got to make sure it's okay. Maybe there's like maybe there's like a fire. Or no, a it's, de- it's definitely a connection issue on his end. But I, I old old man, old ninja uh, get in here. He is not there uh, either. On Lovecraft. He, he's gone too. Yeah, it's just oh, us three for well, right then, now. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying. Well, then I, I, like, have we talked too much? Is, uh, are we all being taken out? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Prodigy, did you watch the show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks like he, Old Ninja is having uh, some connection issues. I did watch it. I enjoyed uh, this quite a bit in terms of the action adventure stuff. Uh, Continuity-wise, in terms of the cave and Boston versus Chicago, it's not going to make sense. It's some weird fantasy bullshit that's going on. I will say this. I had the most interesting... Uh, Twitter exchange with somebody about ending of the show, which does have live action Fuda. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And someone was saying there should have, uh, this is on Twitter, that there should have been a trigger warning and uh, how this, how they, someone used uh, one of the characters, Montrose or Tick, uh, said, What are you to a quote unquote trans character? Get the fuck listen out here, of mother- here. Listen here, motherfuckers. Listen here, motherfuckers. The character that you're talking about was literally a skeleton <laughs> yeah. that animated. And so, and this show takes place in the 1950s. So shut the entire fuck up about, oh, well, they should have used the right pronouns and, and said blah, blah, blah. 
Motherfucker, if something animates to life that was formerly a skeleton, I'm going to say, what the fuck are you? What kind of it are you? What monster, what creature <laughs> are you? Like, the yeah. fuck? And it's in the 1950s? No, if, hold on. Even yeah. beyond the skeleton shit, if you see a person that appears to be both genders, if you don't take pause, I'm not saying that it's bad, <laughs> but it's just like, hey, that's like, it's not a normal thing. For me to say it's not a normal thing is not fantastical. All right? It's not a normal no. thing. It, it, especially back then, it wasn't because there was obviously no surgeries back then. You, we can have both sets that didn't exist back then, even to today. It's like if you happen to see somebody with both complete sets of genitalia and breasts, it's like it's not it's not normal for somebody to be like to take a step back and be like, "Hey, what's going on here?" That to me is like appropriate. It doesn't seem like inappropriate at all. I'm not saying, it, not, not, like, listen, if they would have fucking burnt them at the fucking stake, yeah, that's fucked up. But merely saying that, hey, what's going on here? That's, for you to say that's not appropriate, have some fucking gender pronouns, especially back then. Whatever, man. I mean, if I walked up to you and I fucking horse come, come around in my head, that's not normal. You would be like, what the fuck? All right? And yeah, yeah. Like, what are you Literally saying, what are you, is the only appropriate Hold response. On. Sorry. Why did you, real quick, I'd say something that someone might take the wrong way. I'm not calling what? people that are transgendered fucking devils. All right, I'm just, I, I took some ridiculous thing that I thought in my head. Like, if I had horns coming out of my head. I'm not saying you're fucking evil. I'm not saying you're the devil. I'm just saying it's it's a different look than, than what you're prepared to see when you see a human being. All right? So, yeah, especially and, back and then. I appreciate that clarity, because... Full disclosure, again, you see a skeleton, it animates to life, and then it's uh, fully, and I'm saying it because we don't know what type of creature initially this is, um, based on the reanimation. And then you see it's a, a, a woman, uh, you know, in terms of tits and whatnot, and then there, there's definitely a dick uh, speaking <laughs> in a foreign language, and you're just like, what is going on? Yeah. The other thing, the other aspect of it that people were... A little bit out of shape, I think, in the super duper uh, too crazy for their own good woke Twitter was, oh well, this character that may or may not be trans got killed off. Motherfucker, I don't this think was she's a or whatever yeah. they go by is dead. I don't think they're dead. Yeah, or, or, or whatever they they got their throat slit towards the end of the the episode. Motherfucker, first of all, when we see this character, it's a skeleton. Second of all, we don't know what's going to happen next, and it also sh depicts Montrose, which who I don't believe is Montrose. I think there's some there's some shenanigans going on there where he's not who he says he is. Uh, is is willing to do some evil fucked up shit, so it does fit into the fucking plot. So people got to get over themselves when it comes to any character that appears to not be quote unquote binary, and making sure that they have to fit into uh, all of 2020 levels of awareness. Well, it's not always going to be the case. I will tell you, show. this is my honest reaction. When I was watching the show, I was like, first of all, um, yeah, this fucking skeleton woke up, just like Prodigy said, and now it's a person. I was like, holy shit, this person has nice tits. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, this is not a woman. So, um, they're in between something. They, I don't... They, at any point in the show, I can't remember. I've been drinking, obviously. 
did they <laughs> did the person even say what they decided to go as in the show? Man, woman, a they, third gender. I think it sounded like, well, from what I re- uh, recall, they wanted to be referred as her, or they had no problem being referred to as her. I think. Okay, so I then, think. like, I don't understand the the whole issue there. Then it's just like. It's just, like, to me, I was just like, it was like so much information that came in at once. It was just like, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I wasn't offended. <laughs> I wasn't like, I'm like, listen, all of a sudden, they walked into a bunch of skeletons. The skeleton woke up with tits. Then the person didn't has a dick. Then all of a sudden, fucking water's coming in. And they're putting a the fucking robe on. And then the person get the, the, gets their throat cut randomly at the end of the episode. Yeah. So that was like a lot of shit yeah. to take in all at once. So, yeah. I was having some connection issues. Did, what, what was your uh, uh, what was your question? And did you, I guess, understand what was going on with this this teleportation device where they go from Boston to Chicago in an underground tunnel in two hours? Shit, I can't even remember. I can't even remember. Like, what the fuck? Where, where we left <laughs> off at with your connection issues, man? I'm sorry. Um, what was the last thing you heard no, me okay. say? I think I touched on it. You were you. I was breaking down. You were talking about like Watchmen and um, and this show, both with a little bit of the sci-fi with the racial aspect things and, and the clarity between how each show kind of did it. And you were talking about how you give Watchmen more credit because obviously they introduced superhero stuff, so there's a, a more understandable of like yeah. It doesn't have to be as realistic. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what I was trying to get to. Like, if, if this show would have had, like, legit uh, quantifiable superheroes in it, would it have been more acceptable for you to have this many sort of, like, odd things happening? Uh, the, maybe. See, the thing is with with um, Watchmen, they did a great job of world building where mm. shit was just fucking crazy off the bat. Like, there's fucking squid falling from the sky and i have no idea what like it's just control alt delete from right beginning you need to tell me what planet we're on are we on <laughs> earth what, what year and everything with this one i know we're on earth i know we're in the 50s and so it almost it seemed like it established this hardline historical time period and then they introduced some crazy sci-fi that i don't understand for, especially for that time period, so I'm kind of confused with it. But the characters during that time period seem to be kind of more okay than I think I would be if that shit was going on now, let alone back then in the 50s. If you, you understand, like I understand he's reading all these sci-fi books and stuff, so he's got a crazy like creative mind and, and stuff like that. But I still would have been shook up from seeing these fucking gopher dogs coming up from the fucking ground <laughs> and just shred these these chairs. That that would have fucked me up for for God knows how long. You have Emma Frost that's that's freezing people and shit like that, and they're and like able to just put these amnesia spells on stuff. And yeah, I understand you read this stuff in books, and but to find out that okay, yeah, this shit is like actually like a part of this world. It's like they're handling it a lot better. Like. You just saw like um, George get killed, like whatever, two weeks ago when the, they went to the house, this fucking Medusa spell happened and it turned people to stone and dust. And then two weeks later, it's like, we're just all cool with all this like newfound magic that just appeared in the world in like 1950. Uh, and I'm okay. like confused well, how they're, they're cool with it. Okay, so I, I agree and disagree with you. 
All right, so I'll agree with like a good portion of what you said, but if you remember, if we were watching Watchmen when like the squid started like just raining down, we were all like, "What the fuck?" Until like the we until were. like literally like the last couple of episodes, and they explained it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give this show the same time to like really explain because like yeah, I was really confused about the squid shit and a bunch of and a, about a bunch of other shit. So the problem with not a problem, the thing with the Watchmen. Is that when they first presented the show was based on real events, and that's when most of America, well, not most of America, part of America was just like, oh my god, we did terrible shit to African Americans. I'm just like, yeah, congratulations, welcome to shit that we already fucking knew. But anyway, <laughs> um, so it, it started off based upon real events, and then then they went into like the whole fantastical realm, and that's when I, that's why I asked you specifically, like, if they had superheroes in it, would it have mattered? Because I think this show kind of went into the same thing where they were in the past. And it's based upon real events, but they have like all this crazy, fantastic shit going. But I think the problem that I think some folks have, um, probably me included, is that when we remember Watchmen as like the whole series already being played out, so we already know like everything that 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 happened, and so it became more acceptable. But I remember in the beginning, I was com- very confused on like what the fuck, especially like the squid shit. And I think that this show has similar issues with like what the fuck is going on with this shit. Hopefully they will explain what's going on. Um, it, I think I said the same thing about Watchmen uh, along with... Um, what was that fucking show where they had the smoke monsters and shit? Lost. I was like, I hope oh, this doesn't go the Lost route. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't answer questions. You know? Go ahead. But but let me say this, though, really quickly. And with Watchmen... I did know a little bit about the squids just because it is from the graphic novel. But not in, in the terms movie. Of, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying in terms of uh, what Ozzy does and all of that is from the graphic novel. And you knew not everything, but you yeah. knew hints about this world taking place 20, 30 years after some of the things with the graphic novel. With Lovecraft, though, this seems like a new IP. But at the same time, in the world of love lovecraft fiction madness and the occult and magical shit is always pervasive like that's there, there's shit that doesn't fucking add up well and, and this, you just kind of have to go in knowing that not that this story is from a, a, a novel though well i'm glad but, you brought that up because one of the things that i think that most people that don't understand about you know lovecraft is that this show is basically stealing his legacy and yep. like they're stealing in a, in a good way, because the guy was racist. Mm-hmm. Like he had a lot of fucking fucked up shit that he said about black people, and I yep. think that this show is really stealing back the like leg- that whole legacy, and like putting it in a much better light. And I think that if if you're a real H.P. Lovecraft, I don't know fan that was racist, like this show was probably gonna fuck you up. You probably fucking hate this show. But mm-hmm. I love that they're doing this. That they're taking because th- listen, they, th- how many fucking stories has has America stolen from our people? You know, yep. and 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 re fucking cra- look at goddamn uh, gods of Egypt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like look at that sh- <laughs> look at that show, and then think about it from a black person's perspective, like or that movie, and go and go watch it. Just anyway, no, go ahead. I'm talking yeah. a lot. So my question then is, because with Watchmen everyone sort of understood that there were these events that happened and all this crazy shit happened in the past with lovecraft 
at least the way I understand it, the only people that understand that there's some crazy sci-fi shit going on and that actually exists in this world are like Letty, uh, Tick, <laughs> and and these people or whatever. Because it's like I didn't get the impression that those sheriffs knew that there was some crazy ass fucking whatever the fuck it were that that were going on. And it seems uh, that to be that like like the, the with vampires and all kinds of stuff. Like it seems like. They're the only ones that have any idea that this should actually exist in the world. No. With, with Watchmen, it was understood that yeah, this happened in 1960 with with uh, with Dr. Manhattan and with the with Vietnam being the 51st state and this giant squid. This this like that was all like factual history where it's like this. I just assume everything is normal except for what the small group of people know about crazy sci-fi shit yeah, that's so actually happening. This is where I'll, I'll disagree. So uh, Letty and Tick don't know shit in this show. <laughs> and it's very obvious Except to me. what they've seen. Well, yeah, even what they see, they don't even know. They don't know shit about that stuff. I think the people that know about it, they're, they're getting into that whole realm right now. But they don't, Letty and Tick and even all, in their whole group, they don't know shit about what they're seeing right now. And they're being led into that entire realm. And I think that if the show goes well, they're getting led more and more down into the rabbit hole. But the people that are the gatekeepers are keeping them away from that knowledge. And they keep trying to keep them away from that knowledge in the show. I, I got to give props, though. Uh, Juicy Smollett's uh, sister, fucking sister yeah. is she's stealing goddamn scenes, man. She might be my favorite part of the show. Uh, I, I like the fact that she was the first on that that board. You know, she's go she's leading when it comes to some action adventure stuff. The romance stuff with her and Tick is it, it seems believable. I, I really like her. I, I feel like even though she's the co lead or whatever, I feel like she's she's taking some shine away from even Tick. And I, <laughs> I, I I'm impressed by her. I, I really like I, I like her sister actually a lot too. The the thick darker skinned sister. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. been like. Kind of like she's been doing really well as well. I, I, I like that they yeah. have. So listen, just let's be honest. Like somebody of her size and skin tone are normally not any. They people like her usually aren't elevated in a show. Let's just be exactly. honest. Exactly. And I, I like exactly. that she's even and she's an asshole in the show. And I like yep. that there she's unapolog unapologetically an asshole in the show, and she has her own agenda. Her own agenda. She will do shit that's wrong, and she knows that it's wrong, but it'll elevate her. And I think that's really cool. And she's like, "Fuck my yeah. sister," because what she did with like you know everything. And I think it's really cool to have like a complicated group of people in the show. So yeah, it, 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 you can't say it's a boring show. It's interesting. I'm gonna keep watching it. I think we all are. Holy fucking shit, man. Um, should we uh, unless old ninja? If you're Connection issues, or do you want to? Did you want to weigh in? Or are you are you still on with us? Uh, I'm blue? pretty sure. Uh, it was just interesting Indiana Jones episode. I liked it. It was weird. And uh, Prodigy, you talked about uh, Christina and William possibly being the same person, correct? I'm right pretty on? sure they are. I'm pretty sure that's the same motherfucker. Yeah, that's what a friend of mine thinks too, because. Uh, we're trying to figure out when do you see them both on the screen at the same time. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's happened yet. And um, he brought up the point that how did William know 
who Letty's sister was when he went to the mm-hmm. bar, unless he had already seen this person before. So, yep. We'll see. Uh, did you talk about your food and love or, or not? Yeah, yeah. I, I already, I already kind of broke it down, and just in terms of uh, uh, the aspect of, you know, people shouldn't be shouldn't be offended by what happened to them and what uh, what they were called initially when they were revealed or whatever. Because oh you know, yeah, from, well from the time period. Uh, uh, did y'all pick up that there was some uh, like racist slander early on in the episode about native native people? Well, yeah, it's a racist about the whole fucking show. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but uh, the, it's uh, Tick's father. Museum. In the museum? Uh, no, no, before that. Um, Tick would be, when they plan to leave and they're in the bar, Tick's father says, We're the Reds in this game. And I was like, Hold on, did he just say Reds? No, and no, he no, no, says, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, you missed something. Yeah, he's the, talking... the, red, the Reds aspect was talking about communists because we're in the 1950s. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Reds as in Redskins. No. Because you said no, we're, out, no. we're outnumbered and outgunned. No? No. No, no, no. He's, talking, he's talking about communism, Cold War shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Prodigy. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There, there is there is racist shit in the museum, no doubt about it. And there's racist shit that is pervasive all over. But yeah, this this Reds versus USA shit because uh, yeah. they're talking about McCarthyism and all that other stuff. You know, typical Cold War. Shit. I don't think at any point in uh, American history that uh, African Americans have really disparaged, you know, Native Americans. That's a pretty rare thing because we, yeah. we were on the same team for a good long time. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed in general. Um, uh, something real, real quick. Um, I can't ahead. talk about the whole thing yet, but next week I'm going to talk about uh, Amazon's show Utopia. So okay. Oh, okay. Did uh, it, you've already seen it? I've seen some of it. I can't okay. talk about a lot of it, but um, <laughs> I see. Yeah, the first what I've seen. It could be like their next boys, so okay. yeah. But I'll talk about it more. Next. I'll like talk it. about it more next week. It's fucking, like, it's a crazy show. So yeah. So has anybody seen Raised by Wolves yet? No, I'm gonna no. watch that it in looks a couple good. days. I've heard about it. So okay, I've watched the first three episodes. I'm not gonna talk about it, but why? Um, why not? Well, you just talk about uh, it if it's because, good or not. Because there's I'm three. Gonna talk about it. Well, it's because there's three episodes. Three episodes dropped, and there's a lot to cover. And I'd rather get y'all's input because there's a lot that they no, cover. Well, I would like your input on if it was good or not. That's what I would like to know. Did, so, did you like it? I do like it because okay. it's it's new sci-fi, but it, it's Ridley Scott. It does have like a Prometheus kind of feel to it, but then it, it slides into basically a war. It basically comes down to a war between people with faith and atheists. And they haven't gotten too deep into it but i know later on they will they kind of just touched on them about around the the third episode so it's it's been interesting so far who is this this is amazon this on hbo max yeah but actually you you can watch the first episode on uh, youtube actually yeah oh there you go yeah so if y'all want to watch it free see if you're into it watch on youtube there you go i'm gonna gonna, gonna show basically like there's like humanity as their kids are being raised by fucking like N-words or something like that. From what I understand from the trailer, but yeah. you know. Yeah, but it's so much more than that. 
Yeah, it, it's, it baits you with that, but it turns into a war between the faithful and atheists. And and basically, Earth is destroyed because of it, pretty much. So it's based on religion. Because we all know atheists <laughs> yeah. are fucking violent. <laughs> I'm going to say this because it dropped just literally today. Uh, that Dune trailer is that hot fire. Oh, shit. Yes. I, I put that on our Facebook page. Um, I've been waiting for a better version of Dune. So listen, the, the Dune sh- movie that was back in the day, I, I liked it, but it was not book accurate at all. Like, I mean, part of it were, but like the whole like killing somebody with the killing word and all that, sh- that was all bullshit. That was never <laughs> in the book. It was all bullshit. And so this it was cool though. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, like seeing Sting and his fucking thong and shit. <laughs> it, 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 it was cool for old ninja. I'm I just saying. That out of my mind. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Oh, and seeing Patrick Stewart with hair. Yeah. Not a lot, but he had a little bit. He got a little little strip. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, this looks way more book accurate as far as I I've recently reread the book. Um, mm. so this seems way more book accurate to me. The only thing I didn't see was like the the knives going in slow to get past the shields. I didn't see that specifically, but the way they were moving seemed like uh, book accurate. Um, I, mean, I forgot how many fucking celebrities were in this shit. Fucking Batista was in it. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Moa. Jason Moa was... Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I forgot he was even in that. Uh, Josh Brolin. Yeah, and the guy from uh, Star Wars. What's the guy's uh, name? Oh, uh, Oscar uh, Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, it looks fucking amazing. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to learning more about this and, and watching it at home, not in theaters, because fuck the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I I, I was kind of apathetic about like the concept before seeing the trailer. The trailer convinced me right off the bat. It looks it looks Mad Max on steroids ish, and I'm I, and with more sci-fi, and I'm down. Uh, and the worms looked amazing. I'm like, oh shit, they look even bigger than the original. Yeah, that's the way so it's I'm supposed like, to be. Oh, it's this... supposed to be like gigantic. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so nice. I can't wait. This is coming out in December. Supposedly September of this year, so God we'll damn. see. Yeah, hey, we, we to jump back onto Troll Hunter. So, oh, did um, you watch the latest? Tro- so, Troll Hunters is available on, on Hulu right now, but actually, it did when it did re- when it was released. It did come out on Amazon Prime, Comcast, Apple TV, uh, Vudu, YouTube, and Directv. So, it wasn't just a uh, Amazon Prime exclusive. Content. Oh, but, but Blue, have you watched the late? There's a new oh. series. Have you watched it? Oh, which one? For troll hunters. Troll hunters. Oh no, I, I tried watching it. It actually wasn't that great. Oh Jesus! Like it's, right. it's, like I tried. I watched like episode one or two, and it was like uh, I couldn't do it. Okay. And actually, I, I didn't mean to say troll hunters. I meant uh, um, fucking troll troll Trolls troll World tour. Yeah, oh. it was available on those platforms, so it wasn't just okay. Hold on. And, that is completely fucking different from troll hunters. Holy shit. <laughs> Well, they both have trolls in it. Fucking shit, bro. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> and actually, Trolls World Tour actually made 95 million through that's streaming a, in the first. That's a lot so of fucking actually, money. That's a great. That's a great amount of money. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, do we have? If we don't have any even BTIs, I'm gonna pause. Sure, there was one from last week. Okay. Uh, who your fella? Um, he says. 
Do you think there are animated shows that would work well as live action projects? And I think it was mainly regarding the whole Mulan versus. It might have been Mulan, but it might have been also um, the whole The Last Airbender live action that they're working on. Mm. Now we're touching on that topic. Again? What say y'all? Mm. I think some uh, some properties work better as TV shows than movies. Well, this it's live action versus animated, though. Yeah, I think it's like TV shows. Yeah, I mean, like a live action. So let's say y'all is... talking about live action Avatar. You think the whole story can be told in a two-hour movie? Oh no, no, definitely not. But okay. I think I think the topic we were talking about was the live action version of. The Last Airbender, where it's going from an animated TV show to a live-action TV show. Yeah. So, what live what animated TV show you think would make a good live-action TV show? So, I think that's kind of the wrong question. I, I think that the right question would be when will filmmakers and and show you know showrunners take animated series more seriously to make it in live action? I think that's the right question. It, until that question gets answered, you can name all the shows that you want that were animated. They're still going to be made shit in the live action until you get a yeah. decent person to put in the right amount of time to understand the show that they were basically remaking, and put in the right amount of budget and uh, the right actors to to do it. I, to this day, there has been very few, if any, you know, animated shows that have been made live action that any showmaker has done any serious sorts of work into. And and it shows by both the ratings and the viewings, so y'all could talk about that more if you want. But that's just my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 gonna say this. Uh, not that I'm a big fan of this franchise, but in terms of money, uh, and yes, it's been comics. Yes, it's been cartoons. So it's not a correct direct one to one relationship. But the live action Transformers made a shit fucking ton of money. A couple of those made a billion dollars. It was Again, trash. Not my favorite. Yeah, that's uh, kind of true. Not my favorite movie. But I will, I will confess though, um, in terms of a live action adaptation, loose loose adaptation, those are really Ninja Turtle movies. I was ten years old. Holy fuck, did I go hard for them? Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. No, but that's, yeah. that wasn't the question that he asked though. Yeah, do you, do you think that there are animated shows that would work well? I don't think that there. I don't like live action adaptations. I don't. I can't think of any others that would work very well. I think that in general, what you need to do with anime and cartoons is leave those in animated forms and then make like Spider Verse or uh, Mask of the Phantasm or some others make a animated theatrical release. I think that's all almost always the better approach, but. Uh, I think that uh, there have been a, a tiny fraction of examples that uh, have worked as live live action movies that, uh, from franchises that have already been established back in the day. Yeah, I think, I feel like maybe Thundercats would make a good live action. No, mm. after watching Cats, no, that wouldn't fucking I was about to say, yeah. Cats. <laughs> That's totally going to have Thundercats horrible. with assholes. <laughs> God, cats are so fucking bad. But yeah, I, I can't think of an animated series that would make a great live action TV series based off of what based what Connor said. Like it's it's basically somebody knowing the material, having the budget, the creativity, and like being able to do like some of the special effects to kind of live up to the animation. Like it's it's damn near impossible. For now. It's possible, but yeah. almost impossible. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure Disney's gonna make a fucking live action Kokoa and Moana pretty fucking soon. You know what I was gonna say though? What could work um, potentially? This is just speculation, pure speculation. But I love the fucking Castlevania uh, Netflix cartoon. With Sam Deets. And I, oh, okay. I think you could potentially you could. make a good live action adaptation with vampires and underworld blade style awesomeness. Only if Sam Deets is involved. I don't. There I don't see it working without him. Well, and the thing with Sam Dietz, though, is that, you know, when we had him on the show, he's an actual, like, fan yeah. of the series. You know what I mean? I yeah, think that's he's... one of the main things. Like, he he appreciated and loved the actual game, and so he decided to make the game into a show. But I think that most of these people that are making these, you know, adaptations, they're not fans of the original work. They're just, they're getting yeah. paid to remake it, but they're not fans. And that's when you see somebody like Sam Dietz come up, and when he's like, he loved, he, it was clear to us anyway, when we interviewed him, yeah. that he was in love with the game bef- way before he decided to make the show. And you don't see that today but, for like a lot of showrunners. But then, you also, well, like, put- having somebody who's a fan of the, of the show isn't always a good thing too, because like, look at the Star Wars franchise. Ooh, don't go there, don't go there. <laughs> blue, blue, yeah. I want to add. Blue, to put you on the spot, though, hold on real quick. Um, I thought, I may be misquoting you, but I thought that you actually enjoyed the Aladdin live-action adaptation from the 90s animated movie. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, I I fucking, the Aladdin animated movie was my favorite of all time, and the live-action that they dropped was, it was garbage. I mean, it was was fun and stuff like that, (laughs) but it was nothing... Like the whole, like Will Smith being the genie, like he tried to pit his own little spiel at it, but fucking Robert Williams knocked it out of the fucking park. But like them giving like Jasmine a little bit more like girl power type stuff and making her more, making her less dandruff, dandruff, female dandruff, yeah, that was going on, but like it's fucking like the. The best added live action adaptation that Disney has done is, I would say, it's Maleficent, but that's just, it's not Cinderella or it's not Sleeping Beauty. It's a storytelling from the villain side, which which I thought made it great. Because we didn't go into the whole like Sleeping Beauty thing and like that. We mainly focused on Maleficent, which was fucking great. Like Lion King was horrible, like having all the different actresses and actors do the voices. Other than James Earl Jones, he was fucking still excellent as fucking Mufasa, but everybody else was like, Having Beyonce play somebody's voice, I was like, oh, come on, like, that's fucking Beyonce. Like, it took me away from the fucking movie, basically, every time she spoke. But it just, the light, the animation just, you get more, I don't know, you get more feel from it. There's more creativity. There's more flexibility that they can do with the characters than they can do with, like, live-action characters. It's just, I don't know, live-action just doesn't really do it for me. All right. Do you have a take on this one? I, not really. I'm not really a live action kind of guy. I was. I. I might go and watch. Go back and watch Jungle Book just so I can. Cause. Cause I think the only one I really, really watched was Lion King. I got dragged to watch that and I hated it. So I. I might go and watch Jungle Book because I thought I remember people saying it was pretty good or decent. So I might go and watch that, but it doesn't really interest me. All right, old Ninja. Did you have any? Um. I mean. The only one I've really seen, I've seen Aladdin and Lion King. Lion King I thought was okay. Um, I actually kind of like uh, Aladdin. 
I wasn't too. I didn't think it was a complete piece of shit, and I thought it was entertaining. I mean, it made a billion dollars. I did not watch Beauty and the Beast. Apparently, that was like the be all end all. So, I mean, I think it's possible. They just need to take care of the source material. Just be yeah. faithful with what they can. So, just quick correction: Beauty and the Beast actually was really good. Like, I actually like that one compared to the animated version. Even the sweetness, she thought it was decent. She's a Beauty and the Beast fanatic. That was, I know that that one was another billion dollar movie. Yeah, it was a billion Hermione. dollar movie. Yeah. So, I mean, that's very successful, no doubt about it. All right, let's wrap it on up. Uh, Blue, what you got populated? Uh, so, uh, last weekend, I um, actually had a photo shoot with uh, Professor Dankenstein. Uh, Congratulations. Him. He, got married. he married his Juliet, basically. But, <laughs> It almost was a it almost was a wedding that wasn't gonna happen basically because you know his yeah. he had a date for September third but then coronavirus hit and then we had all these fucking crazy ass wildfires and stuff like that so his wedding was very small but it almost didn't happen again just because so when you're a photographer like you try to get a picture of like the wedding rings together and so I had asked for the bride's ring so I can take a picture of the bride's ring and the groom's ring together. But I, went, I was in the groom's room when I took this picture. And so I walked over to the bride's room to take their pictures inside their room. And I brought the bride's ring with me. Well, like I took pictures of the bride's ring and this and that. And I had told them I, had, I was going to, I left it on the counter for them. Well, once the ceremony had started to take place, which so the hotel was in one location. The ceremony took place on the beach was like maybe two miles away from the hotel. Well, once we all got to the beach, uh, somebody had made the idea of asking, like, oh, hey, do you have the ring? And it was like, uh, no, don't you have the ring? Like, what? It was in the man's, it was in the bride's, the groom's room or whatever. And I was like, no, I took it into the bride's room. It, it was left on the counter. So everybody had, had basically took a, the, the shuttle, the, the hotel shuttle to get to the beach. That was the only one I drove my car. So basically everybody, or the bride, the bride, the father of the bride, and the best man we got into my car and drove back to the hotel to get the ring but on the way back there was a fucking grass fire that happened so they had closed the road jesus without this fucking fire so like we had to wait until like that fucking cleared before we can actually go through so dude it was it was fucking insane but no but overall the wedding was fucking beautiful like i'm really happy for professor Dankenstein and juliet like they both looked amazing it was a cool small little wedding and i guess so well, sorry, short. I gotta work on their pictures this weekend, plus um, a, a cosplay photo shoot I done at the previous week. I gotta work on that. Um, doing some small things around the house, continuing my my journey to network engineering, and my new job. Like, oh god, the security level at Facebook is insane, and like, I wish I can talk about it, but I can't because <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg would fucking murder me. <laughs> Good shit, uh, Stitch. What you got? Uh, just, just sort of just chilling. Um, hopefully the weather or the skies clear up a little bit tomorrow, which I don't think will happen. I was one to like wash my car and stuff, but pointless to wash your car if it's yeah, no raining point. ash. <laughs> yeah, that, that sort of defeats the whole purpose of that. Um, there's a show called Woke on Hulu. Oh, yeah, I, think, I want to see that. that just, yeah, it looks pretty good from the trailer, and I think it released maybe yesterday or today. I, I uh, have it queued up, so I might try to watch an episode of that tonight and uh, give my thoughts on it. It looks uh, pretty good. Uh, other than that, um, 
Just game. Oh, actually, football comes back tomorrow. Yay. I'm, I'm... <laughs> so, I, it's such a weird fucking time. It's like, I, don't, I love long? sports, but I've been so uninterested in everything going on with, with sports right now just because real life has just gotten so fucking crazy. And uh, next week, I got my, um, I guess, my notification from, I guess, Alameda County explaining how the whole voting process is going to take place and stuff for, like, election day. And uh, if, unless you've been living under a rock, you understand all this crazy shit's been going on with, like, the Postal Service and, and polls and all kinds of stuff like that. So I'm trying to sort of figure out what is the best way for me to go about voting. Um, most likely, I'll just try to vote and turn it in as soon as possible. But with all this crazy shit going on, especially with this past week, with all these lawyers and, and people, like, journalists coming out with all this political shit, that fuckery that's been going on, it's like, you know that there's going to be some crazy fucking thing that happens on election day or right around election day to just try to fucking sabotage democracy or try to fuck it up somehow. So it's, it's, just, it's just wild right now. There you go. Cronus, what you got? Uh, you know, just hanging out in the Infinity Base. Um, good news is that my oldest daughter will be moving in for a little bit in Very nice. the next month or so. So we have to like rearrange a lot of shit in the house. So I gotta take a week off to, um, <laughs> I guess, re to to make it so that she can live here and so that Kmac can also work in the house because, um. Normally speaking, you know, K-Mac would go into the office and, like, it wouldn't be a big deal. But we have to both work at home now. And so now she has to work in the garage. And I have, I have the Infinity Base, which is kind of... It's bad for her, but at least it won't be fucking hot as shit. Because it'll be <laughs> the fall and then winter. Um, so I'm looking forward to having my, my oldest daughter back in the house with, with me. That's going to be cool. Um, other than that, you know... Looking forward to the next console generation coming out. <laughs> I'm waiting for the PS5 to announce their shit. I have no idea why they're waiting so so goddamn long. They need to drop the release date and the, and the price so I can just pay for it and just get it done. Uh, I got a bunch of like small stuff to do in the Infinity Base. Um, it's obviously done. I'm I'm in here, but there's still like a lot of small stuff that need to be done. You know, along with like putting stuff in the background, like posters and shit like that so we we see the drill you see the drill yeah it's ready to go it's ready to drill shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that's about it you know i miss uh i miss all you guys still being in the same building so we can't uh, we can't wait to see that place yeah been forever uh old ninja what you got popping um kind of the same chilling um Checking out all these crazy new shows. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to talk about Raised by Wolves next week. I hope you guys watch it so we get it. Because by next week, there will be four episodes. Well, so, we can watch one. It's free. Oh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if you have HBO Max, there's, there's uh, three at the moment. Tomorrow will be a new episode. There are other means of watching it. I'm not going to say how, but there are other ways to watch <laughs> it out there. Um Gonna be playing uh, the Avengers uh, for a little bit because there's people like uh, B Boy Frost. He's down to play uh, co-op. He really likes the game apparently, so uh, I'll be playing with him. Um, probably 
just doing hanging out. Can't wait for more craziness of Lovecraft Country. Just gonna be doing that and um, probably fighting parademons probably tomorrow. I have a feeling they're gonna be dropping out of the sky tomorrow. Today was just a warning. Dark side will probably arrive tomorrow, so I'm gonna be prepared. That's kind of about it. Good shit. Uh, I have been. Uh, I started. I bought Resident Evil Seven. I don't know two goddamn years ago, and I've just been on this fucking Resident Evil survival horror kick. So I'm playing that. This is the spookiest, scariest fucking game I've ever played in my entire fucking life. I literally don't like playing it uh, alone at all. I'll have my ten year old kid in the room with me, like looking yeah. up shit because I don't. I'm fucking scared out of my mind. That shit is just spooky. wait. Wait until you play Control. Same okay. Thing. I really, I really want to. That might be my next one because they have some good DLC coming for it. Uh, I finally made it up to the One Piece time skip, so I'm like halfway, more than halfway through that fucking long ass fucking series. It's fucking wonderful. I fucking love that shit. Uh, big ass fucking news. I'm, I'm still digesting it. This Bob Woodward shit with basically Trump on tape confessing to downplaying the virus and knowing everything about yeah. it, which is about as devastating uh, as you could possibly forget. Um, I, I plan on reading this Woodward book and just <laughs> fucking being frustrated as shit, basically. Uh, we see. I am going to wait for uh, Avengers game until Black Friday, because I can already tell based on these reviews and sales, this is going to be $12, maybe 13 <laughs> on Black Friday. 15, 15 bucks. I, I might be able to find it at some hidden Walmart. Nah, for bro. I'll give right you now. tree fitty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And it's, 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 I don't know. I'm just so sad for the IP itself. It doesn't sound like Square and, and Crystal Dynamics were the right IP, but fuck it. Well, you, know, we are. Well, you know what's crazy is that I, we were disappointed from the beginning, then I had hope, and then I played the, the, the beta, and then I was like, well, fuck, there goes my hope. So, yeah. yeah. And here's the thing, too. I'm sorry, I know we're rehashing stuff, but look, uh, Spider Man two years ago restored my faith in like comic book uh ips being on you know the consoles and whatnot and you know, obviously this one avengers is on pc too but multi-platform but you know like look you you gotta knock it out of the park you gotta you gotta put in the work and have a high quality product and maybe this one is okay maybe it's fun ish but you can't tell me that uh marvel crystal and square are pleased with these reviews both from users and critics it's it's just not the case uh, I am going to pick. A, I am going to watch Raised by Wolves because uh, I was interested in that before Old Ninja mentioned it, and I definitely got to get caught up on the fucking boys. So uh, I'll be ready to fucking discuss that in motherfucking detail next week. That's all I got. Old Ninja, take us out. All right, you just experienced the Dankest Podcast on the internet. We are Black in the Black Times Infinity. Infinity. Check us out on the internet or everywhere. Podcasts you can listen to anywhere with B's and BTI's, B-T-H-A-N-B-T-I, Spotify, Player FM, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Amazon. We have an app on there. We're on Twitch. Uh, We're on uh, Radio Republic. What was the two? We got two new ones now, don't we? There are two new ones. Can't talk about them. Oh, we can't talk about it. Oh, we got some secret shit for your ass. Uh, check club out, on that ass. Uh, check out our official website, binheadproductions.com forward slash BWTI. And of course, on YouTube, every Wednesday night, 830 Pacific. Check us out. Leave a comment. Oh.
Speed in her throat. Strike first. Strike hard. Show him yeah. <laughs> Alright, we're out this bitch. Man at last has defeated him in penetrating further and further into the unknown vastness of space. Yet many questions remain unanswered.